Howdy, everybody, and welcome to Liberty Libations. I completely forgot to remove the Halloween music, and there's Stephen with the can opener. <laughs> um, so, yeah, next week there will be no Halloween music uh, at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> I am drinking a beer called Blackberry Zombie White Ale, so okay. maybe we'll I should have was, had that last week. Yeah, we'll there say it was in honor of that then. A new realm. Um, That's a good beer. All right. Well, today we've got Aldinia with a tilde joining us. Uh, we've got Zane Placey. We've got Stephen Hilton. We've got Chris. And <laughs> introduce yourself, gay boy. Uh, I'm Brent. Sorry about the screen name. <laughs> I figured I'd just like loosen it up on the rip. Fair enough. There we go. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. Um, Chris, can you tell folks uh, who you are and where you're from? Yeah, I'm Chris. Uh, hell, me and Brent and Steven grew up together in Brooks, a um, little south Georgia country, country right now. Um, out in the country, right? Uh, there we go. Know, best friends growing up. I uh, heard that he had this, you know, conversation with you guys every Thursday night. So I figured we had these conversations ourselves every Friday and Saturday night. So I might as well <laughs> get on here and share everybody else, you know, let everybody else hear my opinion as well. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Brent, uh, I take it your your uh, story is somewhat similar. Yeah, pretty much, man. We all grew up together just raising hell, dude. And just, we just bullshit around or bull crap around. Dude, this is not a family-friendly show. You can say whatever you want. Yeah, you okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, we've raised hell for a long time. And we don't all agree on everything, but... We're best friends, man. Like it's a great group, and we've been listening. I don't listen as much as I, I'd like to, but yeah, we. Steve was like, "Why don't y'all come on?" I was like, "I don't know, man. It's kind of a shy thing." I was like, "You're going live." <laughs> That's true. Fortunately, um, it's not Rogan, so we're not getting millions of views. So ah, we, yeah, we don't gotta be that worried. And well, our, hey, our audience is mostly animals. Um, they right. turn this on, like farmers turn this on for their animals and stuff like that. So it's not it's not actually humans. <laughs> they. I like animals. <laughs> um, let's see. All right, y'all. Well, start off. Uh, if anybody's interested in joining the Libertarian Party of Georgia, go ahead on over to lpgeorgia.com to learn more about our principles, what we believe in, what we're doing around the state of Georgia. If you're not in Georgia, go to lp.org to learn more about the Libertarian National Party. Um, yeah. Should we just kick it off with our first, uh, first story? Um, I've got the... Zach, I'll share the first one. Um, I didn't get it to you in time, so let me go ahead and share it. Let's see. All right. I believe Mr. Stephen Hilton sent this to me and wants to discuss it. So what do we got here, Stephen? There we go. Okay. So you know, we're bringing up entitlements. And by entitlements, we're talking about um, you know, not just the general sense of you feel like you're entitled to something, um, but it's you know, what the government pays out. Where does our, where does our money go? You know, what is the government really supposed to be for and what is it actually doing now? Or at least what does it say it's doing? <laughs> yes. Now there are three feds. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's we, crazy. We've now been fully infiltrated. Um, but it's just an interesting pie chart to look at because, you know, everyone talks about, oh, the defense budget. You know, the U.S. spends more on their military than all the other countries in the world combined. And Yes, mm -hmm. that's true. But that is by far not the biggest pie piece on that chart. Correct. We're talking about, you know, health insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, you know, you got, you got within that, the WIC and the food stamps and the EBT and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Social security, each of those, it's almost twice as big as our defense budget. Yeah. 
So if that's not a wake-up call, I don't know what is. Uh, and then not only that, but it's still not even getting the job done. So we've got a no, we've got a military that's big enough and strong enough to blow the rest of the planet off the face of the planet, and we're spending a combined total of more than three times that here at home, and it ain't enough. Mm. How much is so, enough? So does it? So does this count like with the bond yields going the way they are, and inflation is? Because like with, they keep raising the bond yields, mm -hmm. so when people buying these bond yields our debt is like at, at this point because we may i think the irs reported the highest revenue of taxpayers last year ever in history which of course happens every year but <laughs> we're, we're drowning in it now to where we're writing bonds and then their bonds yields are going higher and we got to pay those for the people that bought the bonds right that's so how does this work out like in that? Because this, this goes into like, I, I guess, the the budget on like when, you know, when the government you know shuts down because the budget ain't right or whatever. And they're trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Zane, I think that, yeah, that I mean, one's up your alley, man, because is that the interest on debt portion? Yeah. So you can see here in this pie chart uh, for our listeners that the interest on debt is 10 percent. So as you know, we keep going into more and more debt, like we keep... I think this year we're on track to add like four or five trillion in additional debt. And as we keep going more and more into debt and as the interest rate on that debt goes higher, that interest on debt piece is going to get larger and larger compared to everything else. That's scary, man. Yeah, and, and there's really no way to stop that from happening. Am I, am I correct? There's not. Yeah. Unless you cut spending, which... I know the Democrats, they don't care. And even the Republicans, they care. But <laughs> like they're talking about pulling money from like the IRS and the Green New Deal, which would be ideal to, you know, afford this war we're about to be in. But mm -hmm. still, I mean, that's money we don't have and they're going to print it. And it's like, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think they just printed another um, $1.2 this past these past two weeks. Uh, to for Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan, right, um, and a couple other things. Uh, so yeah, I mean they're just not going to stop spending. Like yeah, e even even when the Republicans are in power, they don't really stop spending. They don't stop spending, but they cut it from other governments. So they they go. don't yeah. they don't like expand government. They yeah. the only good thing about that is they do like shrink it in a way, but that's the only thing. They, they, yeah. What they always do is is pass some bill that shrinks it ten years from now, but grows it today. So <laughs> and then even then, it's like always, executive. And then the next year, they always say we're going to delay the shrinking part. Well, it's so an executive order, so like you get, get someone else in, it. and then that executive executive order is like thrown out, and it just. <laughs> that's exactly what they do. I mean, that's so that's, yeah. what, that's what Trump did. Uh, because yeah. you know, Obama was out of control, you know, more executive orders than any president before him, all this kind of stuff. And, you know, he was ruling by fiat. He was a fiat dictator. All he was doing was passing executive orders, creating these these um, oversight committees, you know, these czars that he appointed to oversee, you know, various key pieces of industry in the country, all this kind of stuff. Oh, it's, it's, it's overstepping. And then Trump gets in and what does he do? He appoints czars and he passes executive orders. Uh, his first batch of executive orders threw Obama's executive orders out the window. Mm -hmm. And it's just and we, we the don't administration 
<laughs> it's you went forward, but you could also go backward. The administration before was kind of the same thing, different flavor, and it was like just in my lifetime, it's been like we either have like the Republicans that are like we need to go to war for X reason in this place or whatever, you know, against the backing of like the UN or whatever, and then now you know, fast forward, now it's like the Democrats that want war or whatever. So there's spending coming from each side, mm-hmm. depending on it, what your motive is, your quote unquote reasons are, and those will change. But the bottom line is just that money is going out to wars to different places for different reasons. Yeah, and Grumpy makes a good point. Uh, what did he say? He said, "Explain the space <laughs> force." I was just oh, talking about space, force, the space force during his his term. Yeah, and, uh, that definitely didn't sh- didn't shrink much. No. <laughs> I saw a, uh, a really funny ad this morning on Skynet when I was doing my browsing, and uh, it showed a screw floating in space or a bolt. And it says, "When does a bolt become a missile?" when it's orbiting at 17,500 miles per hour, and then it goes, Space Force. <laughs> well, actually, a missile becomes a missile when it's guided. Uh, anything before that, it's a rocket. There we go. <laughs> ah, that's totally but, fair. I yeah. made that exact point to somebody the other day. I was like, "When is like, what is the difference between a missile and a rocket? And that's what I settled on, and I'm glad. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, missiles are guided. Rockets are just like, you light it off in your hand, let it go. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I don't. I don't advise that whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, it depends on how big it is. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, uh, Chris and Brent, y'all um, being guests on the show, like I, I know the political background of Alden, Zane, Stephen for the most part. Uh, can y'all give brief like intro to y'all's political backgrounds? Go ahead, Brent. Um, God, I don't know, man. I'm just a guy. Like I work my ass off. I work. I'm back at like kind of paycheck to paycheck, mm-hmm. like gotten a good way. And I'm just, I don't know, I guess, I, I mean, I'm on the right side, but I have beliefs and like kind of a little bit, I'm just mixed up, you know, okay. That's like sounds- big second amendment, obviously I'm not obviously, but cause I ain't got guns like strapped to me right now, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I vote Republican. How about that? Okay. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one of those things I'm like, God, tr- I don't want Trump to be on the ticket because uh, it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, it don't look like we have much of a choice at this point. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, for, like, for me, like, I, I didn't even vote in the last presidential election because I didn't like any of the candidates. Right. So, like, even though I am a, pretty staunch libertarian i hated our candidate so i didn't didn't vote. yeah i give uh was it uh, eric von hessler shit about that he did he, he just quit voting <laughs> i didn't vote last time either to be honest yeah 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 that, that that's a, that's definitely a thing and i, I definitely just don't I, I i personally don't believe in voting just for the sake of it i don't believe in selecting the lesser of two evils or three evils or five evils or whatever um we so. differ that, so that that'll be where we differ okay okay <laughs> All right. That's pretty simple. I was when you were talking, I was gonna uh, ask if you had more. <laughs> do you find yourself voting Republican because of that, like lesser of two evils uh, concept, a little bit sometimes? And would you prefer a better candidate? You know, are you talking to me? Oh yeah, I'm talking to Gay Boy over here. Yeah, Gay Boy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Brent. Oh, Yo, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because like, if you vote for like, say you say the lesser of two evils, I mean. If if you vote, say you lean right or left, and you you want right values, why would you not vote at all 
and just wasted away, then I know you vote for the guy on the right. He may have like two or three things that you agree with, but it's at least one or two things you agree with opposed to the guy on the left that you don't agree with a damn thing he says. Mm-hmm. Or one, like you can weigh those options. And I, to me, I just feel like it's a wasted vote. A lot of people say uh, it don't matter, but you know, it's just how I feel. No, it's all brought up to like you vote, man. Because in other countries, <laughs> you're pretty much like, hey, Hey, if you don't vote for us, your your whole family is gonna die, kind of thing. Like, in <laughs> we're nowhere near there, obviously. But Hallelujah. I just feel like if I vote for what's leaning towards my side, I mean, but mm-hmm. to me, when you when presidential wise, it don't matter. It's it's your local elections that are really gonna matter. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's this is why we do something like in the Libertarian Party when we're voting for our candidates, because we, we determine our candidates based on convention. We have a third. There's always there's always one extra option, which is none of the above. And so that's what like I would very much love to have in like the presidential race is Joe Biden, Donald Trump, none of the above. And if none what of happens the above if, wins, then there is no president. That's and, what I was just going to say. What happens if that gets the majority? Yep. That's fine. Then there would be like, anarchism. In, in, yep. Then there I'm would be say, I, I mean, I guess, well, I mean, because he's still got the, you know, <laughs> the, the electoral college that would vote. <laughs> mm, the majority doesn't really win. Yeah, that is true. It does, but it doesn't. Yeah, that's um, where I, majority I, is I not can't see where you're coming yeah, I can definitely see where you're coming from because the logic of voting for the lesser of two evils is essentially it's an act of self-defense. If I've got one person coming at me who's going to steal $10 and another person coming at me that's going to steal $100, then yeah, I'll choose the lesser <laughs> evil, which is the guy stealing $10. Yeah. All politicians and governments are people coming up to me and stealing my money. So I can understand why it, like, as just... But the act of voting does not legitimize the act of voting as a good thing to do. Like, I don't hold it against people who Yeah, don't it's like you either hijack like my would, car or my house. Which one's more valuable? Yeah, and, and sometimes you're right. It probably is a, a waste of time to vote. Obviously, if you're a libertarian, you would need to help us with our ballot access and, and vote libertarian. I've got some people that would uh, not be happy with me if I was encouraging libertarians to not vote. Uh, so right. please, please vote libertarian if you're going to vote. I won't hold it against you if you don't vote at all. But there is a legit argument. As as long as, like if there's if the two evils are one percent different from each other, maybe you have to be like, no, you're both evil. I'm not taking any part of this. You both stink. But if there's a meaningful difference, maybe you can, you know, opt for the the lesser robber. Well, you want me to be honest with y'all? No, libertarians. I'm not lie about it, Brent. The only people that have ever reached out to me or I've even talked to about the Libertarian Party is Stephen Hilton. That's true. Right on. And Eric von Hessler that I heard on the radio that just browsed by. Yep. Yep. That's it. There's, there's no reach out at all. Dude, I hear you, man. We, yeah. we, and that's, uh, to I, me, that's, I mean, y'all, I mean, I'm not sh- like shooting all down, but y'all, like, there's a lot of complaining about, like, oh, we don't get this. We're not going to vote for anybody because of this because mm-hmm. we can't get, uh, like, stages for debate and stuff, which that's all bullshit either way. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's no, like, there's no outreach at all. Which I, honestly, I, I'm gonna tell you this too. I haven't got outreach of any Republicans or Democratic. So, 
Mm. <laughs> it's just I mean, kind the, of a known thing for the other two parties, but yeah, no one's ever really with, talked to me. Yeah. The thing with outreach is that the current total membership of the Libertarian Party of Georgia is like about 300 people. So obviously, no if you're way. listening to this, if you're listening to this, you should definitely join and make that one higher. But when you've got a team of 300 people for the whole state, There's we're, no doing, way. As much, it's we're doing as much outreach as we can. I know I'm the state secretary. I know I know about the membership. It's yeah, like yeah. Dues paying members, card carrying, dues paying members. Yeah, it's it's that low. It's like 320. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, the number of people who actually vote Libertarian is definitely higher. But there are not that many members, which means there are not going to be that many people that actually are able to do outreach. And so I don't know okay. how many millions of people are in Georgia, but for 300 people to get to all three, you know, 15 right. million or whatever in Georgia. So how many people will actually vote libertarian in Georgia? On, depends on the election. So this this past election cycle, um, all of our candidates got between two and five percent of the vote with the exception of the governor's race, um, which everyone vote, almost everyone voted Republican or Democrat. Right. Um, I mean, because they, I mean, they they think like me, I guess I would think. Yeah. Less and of the evil kind of thing. Fair, to, to be fair, Stacey Abrams would have been the it's, worst. Cause that's a hard number to chase when, yeah. I mean, I guess on the ballot. So when you go to vote, uh, what is it like your democratic or republican is can you do other and do like libertarian yeah, yeah you know you tell me you tell me you're independent you get all of them that's the cool thing about georgia yeah you know so like other states make you register as one or the other you yeah they're in georgia and they go you democrat or republican like independent and you get everybody yep on your ballot yep but um, what i was asking is like why wouldn't there be like a libertarian tag to where y'all could like really find like demographics and like numbers well, because we're lumped in with independent because we okay. pull less than I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Yeah. That works. And so like the the process is long. It's it's gonna take forever. We so I'm I'm personally a member of something called the Mises Caucus within the Libertarian Party. And uh the what the Mises Caucus did the past couple of years was basically take over the Libertarian Party because we weren't happy with the direction we were going, we weren't happy with the outreach, the message, all that kind of stuff. And so basically starting mid last year is when we started kind of rebuilding the party and having new goals and trying to yeah. do outreach. Hell yeah, dude. Focus far you staged more. Staged the coup. Staged the coup. Dude, throw him over. Coup. You got <laughs> a good guy in your corner, man. <laughs> Steven's a dude. That dude, he's a workaholic. He'll, yes. He's on your corner. <laughs> yes, he is. <laughs> Chris, were you uh, saying something a minute ago? No, I was. I didn't know. Like, I was begging to get in that conversation, but I'm like, I'm not, I'm new to this kind of podcast video just, thing. Just interrupt people, Chris. I didn't know if I could like, interrupt you. introduce myself. <laughs> my so I'm like, are they just talking to Brent or can I just bug in? No, dude. Chris, I'll do it for you. I saw you trying to talk, man. I'll, I'll clear a path for you here. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, so, me, um, I am not a news guy. I don't watch the news. I don't listen to Fox News. I don't listen yeah. to anything. I, I live out in the middle of nowhere by myself. BFE. My, my next neighbor is like 10 acres over. Nice. Um, I, I listen to sports radio, to tell you the truth, 90% of the time, which you can probably see in the background. Yeah, <laughs> that's fake news, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got strong <laughs> No, get that shit off of me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've got strong beliefs, but it's really all based on me and my family. 
it's yeah. not really based on of what this people are saying or what uh, CNN saying or even Tucker Carlson or anybody. It's based strictly off of me. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of where I'm at. Like uh, you can try to get me to do whatever, but I'm going to fold back to what I always do. And that's taking care of me and my family. So Dude, to argue with I, that. I love that, man. And I, I gotta say there, there've been a number of studies and, uh, polls and the happiest people are the ones that pay zero attention <laughs> to anything happening in the news. <laughs> I didn't know where that was going, but I believe that that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's absolutely true. And it, I, I personally think it was how we were wired from the beginning. Like we were never meant to try to take on the problems of the, like an entire the whole nation, world, or an entire world. We are, we're only presented yeah. with all of these things once the internet became so popular and used by everybody. And now we there's, have to think about what's happening in friggin' Israel or there's scope Ukraine. and scale. Yeah. And then there's also nonstop the 24 hour news cycle yes. barrage. Like it's time of, you know how much it happens and then just to made it. up crap that isn't actually <clears throat> true well it's that's so bad yeah. yeah yeah it's absolutely crazy um well thanks for thanks for sharing where y'all come from i appreciate it and we yeah we're the, the this show we like to have anybody on who just likes to talk about this stuff we're not uh you know we're not going to totally attack you and or anything um, just, ah, a, just a little bit here and there that's right. A friendly jab, you know. <laughs> All right. Well, before we keep going, um, don't know if y'all know this, but uh, we do a little trivia each week. So we're going to do that right now. Damn it. That was so <laughs> that perfect. Was that was the best Hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right. I'm glad he got that in like right before the segue. Like, yeah. yeah that, damn was, it. that was great. I can't, I'm, I'm going to listen to that back. That's I'm going to try to clip that. because That's gonna, how I feel, honestly, because Zane's going to win anyway. So I mean, Zane does win. So, I mean, it's it's hard for anybody else to even try at this point. All I'm right. Doing, I'm doing so much winning. I'm almost getting tired of winning. That's <laughs> Zane, I'm just going to ban you from this podcast. That's what's going to happen. All right, y'all. Libations trivia. The categories are this day in history world series and the presidents um let's see the rules are uh round one ten questions one point each round two five questions two points each round three three questions three points each to answer a question you have to basically reach your hand to the to your camera all right so alden has trouble with this he has to practice every single week i'm screwed i can't read that you're yeah. you, don't, you don't have to read anything I, okay. I i read it to you oh hell yeah yeah and uh yeah first person to cover their camera with their hand gets called on and if you you know then it goes in sequence from there as to who who selected first um so if you blurt out an answer when it's not your turn you lose a point if a contestant answers, they cannot answer again until everybody has answered once. Um, and the winner is no longer a loser. So there you go. Um, Zane is killing everybody with 11 wins. Nick has four. Alden has four. Steve has three. Guests have only won twice. And it was, my, it was my brother one time and my sister-in-law the other time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the audience has won once. And Zane, you want to tell them why? No. Okay. <laughs> because he was in the audience. <laughs> yeah, why should I explain it when Stephen will just explain it for me? Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Let me uh, <laughs> add a few people to the yeah. scoreboard this week. Oh, yeah. Here we go. 
God, let's stay in history. All right. Uh-oh. Let's stay in history. Okay. Uh, Question number one. Let me get there. Apologies. On this day in 1947, which plane slash flying boat piloted by Howard Hughes took off for the first and last time? Zane. That would be the Spruce Goose. <laughs> You're such an ass. <laughs> oh my gosh. Spruce I didn't even goose. do anything that time. <laughs> that was that had nothing to do with Top Gun, right? <laughs> Sadly, no. All right. Question number two. On this day in 1908, which team won their first World Series, snapping a supposed curse? Hang on. Let me pause. Steven Wait. hit. On this day in 19... In 2016, oh which my team gosh. won their first World Series since 1908, snapping a supposed curse? Steven. Red Sox. Incorrect. Who's next? It was me. Alden. Cubs. It's the Chicago uh, There you go. Damn it. I apologize. I messed that one Chris, up. Chris, you should own that one. Dude, I'm a sports guy. I didn't get it, so I, I guess I ain't worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, the second uh, second round is all World Series stuff. So Yeah, I'm going to go make a sandwich for that round. <laughs> I, think, I, I, told, I told Nikki you'd hate that round. So. I don't know. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> they got the Cubs one. On this day in 1963, which country's president was captured and killed during a coup? Alden. South Vietnam. Wow. Nice. Damn. Yeah. All right. He is 63. Correct. I mean, that's what was going on. Yeah. That's very he was true. there. Double I was there. Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on this day in 1777, the USS Ranger set sail across the Atlantic to raid British warships. Who was its captain? Zane. John Paul Jones. John Paul Jones is correct. The bassist. Not- this is ridiculous. <laughs> I did not think anybody would get that. That is wow. frustrating. Okay. On this day, 1960, a landmark obscenity case ends in London, allowing which book to be released in its entirety? Hmm. Zane. Lady Chatterley's Lover. Wow. Okay. Yeah. What the fuck? I know. They might have to be banned from trivia. This is ridiculous. I was going to do a wild guess and say this. I was going to say the Bible. The Bible. (laughs) That's a rough book, man. Uh, Has he got like like the book with the answers in the back? (laughs) No, dude. This guy's like ridiculous smart. Yeah. um, That book was released in 1928. A censored re-release in 1932, and then they took it to court until 1959 in the U.S. and 60 in the U.K. That's crazy. It's freaking ridiculous. Um, all right, let's see. Question number six. On this day in the year 2000, what location received its first residential crew? Residential what? Crew. Crew. C-R-E-W. <laughs> the audience already got it, it san francisco oh. international space station oh man oh. <laughs> i couldn't like yeah that makes sense god dang it when you said what place i was like is this like a i was like and then what what does the crew mean like i dude i was totally thrown on that there you go yeah well that's a good one you gotta think outside the box 
On this day in 1949, the Netherlands signed the Hague Agreement to end the conflict over which Asian countries proclaimed independence. Alden. Indonesia. Indonesia is correct. Bravo. All right. Question number eight. On this day in 1936, which corporation launched the world's first regular television service? Alden. BBC. BBC is correct. How about that? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Question okay. number nine. On this day in 1917, the British issued what statement of support for the establishment in Palestine of a national home for the Jewish people? Zane. I feel like this is kind of cheating since we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, but the Balfour Declaration. You are correct. It is the Balfour Declaration. And it is not cheating. I came up with the daggum question. <laughs> 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 All right. Final question of round one. Uh on this day in 1889, which two states were admitted to the U.S. as the 39th and 40th states? Alden. The Dakotas. <laughs> the Dakotas is correct. Wow. Bravo, Alden. Good job. Otherwise known in North, North and South Dakota. Yeah, yeah. I, I figured you knew what they were. Yeah. Um, round number two. Okay, East and West one, Dakota. There we go. After round one, Alden has five. Zane has four. <laughs> audience has one. And everybody else has zero. I like up and down Dakota. That's good. Up and down Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can do like Egypt and upper and lower, but they'll have to flip them, you know. Alden, I think it's time for you to go make a sandwich. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which two players share the record for most home runs in a single World Series game? Alden. Babe Ruth and Mickey Mantle. <laughs> All right. Alden got one of them. He gets really? one point. Babe Ruth is a correct answer. Zane. Hank Aaron. No. Steven. Barry Bonds. Nope. Brent and Chris, it's oh, open to y'all. Oh, yeah, I'll let, yeah. Brent. Freddie Freeman? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah, um, Chris, it's yours. Dude. Um, is it, uh, what's his name? Mr. November. Reggie Jackson? It is Reggie freaking Jackson. Nice. Fuck yeah, Chris. That's that? what's up. He's coming. That? Wake up, buddy. Wake up. Got there you. Go. I was sitting there Mr. November. I know November. This. Yeah. All right. Question number so two. So are the balls that go into the stadium then called November rain? Oh. <laughs> Good Lord. That was <laughs> um. What year was the curse of the Bambino broken when the Boston Red Sox won the World Series? Zane. Uh, 1998. All right. What are, was everybody's guesses? I forgot to tell you all. When it's a number, everybody gets one guess. Alden. 92. Okay. Steven. 1997. Okay. Brent. You said Red Sox? Yeah. When the Red Sox broke the curse of the Bambino and won the World Series. Uh, 89. Chris? I got to think about it for a minute because I was confused. I was like way back in time, like at like 1946, but now all y'all are up in. Like, Dude, don't listen to me. I don't, I don't know shit about this. I don't either. I said Babe Ruth and I got a point because that's Babe Ruth. Man. <laughs> that's like, yeah. He always guessed Babe Ruth. For yeah. <laughs> <all> questions. <laughs> 
I guess I'm gonna go like O2, 2002. I would have gone high just to. All right, you're gonna split it with the audience. It is 2004. Nice. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, it happened while I was in high school. Me too. (laughs) Same here. Are we all now aging ourselves? Yeah. I thought we graduated together. I was a freshman then. Yeah. All right. What team has won the most World Series championships? Zane. Has to be the Yankees, right? It is 100% Yankees with 20 freaking seven. I should have. It's Babe Ruth or the Yankees are my two answers that I might should go to. Yeah. Should have known. (laughs) Yeah. And Jackie (laughs) Chan. What year did the first official World Series take place? And everybody gets one guess. Closest wins. I gotta go. Chris? Uh, 1918. All right. 1919. <laughs> <laughs> 19. I don't know if I should go up or down. 17? I'll go 17. Yes. <laughs> hey, don't listen to me. I'm just... I'll take a dollar, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen and Zane. All right. 1907. Okay. Damn, all right. 1906. We all went lower. Zane wins. It's 1903. Wow. All right. All right. Final question of round two. Bob Gibson holds the record for which statistical category, accomplishing this task 17 times during a World Series game in 1968? Brent. Strikeouts. You got it. That's what oh no way. I was like gonna joke and say that. Like it's a a bad thing, you know what I mean? Damn. All right. After two rounds, um, Steven is uh the caboose with zero. <laughs> Brent, Brent, Chris, and the audience all have two. Owen yes. has six and Zane has eight. That's ridiculous. I love that Steven's like you <laughs> can like just turn up another beer. So yeah, technically speaking, everybody can still win because third round third round is three points each. And if you get all three, Steven, you can win. Same with oh, you, no. Brent, Chris, and the audience. All right. Here we go. These are just ba- these are just heights. These are just heights of presidents. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because I thought it would be funny. It is funny. Okay. Who? Okay, and you have to get both of them. I will not give you partial credit. You have to get both. You of have them. to guess dick length and height. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the tallest president, and how tall was he? Zane. Uh, Abraham Lincoln, six six. Incorrect. Alden. Abraham Lincoln, six five. <laughs> Incorrect. I believe it was Chris next. Abraham Lincoln. Six, seven. Incorrect. Steven. William Taft, six, seven. Incorrect. Brent. Abraham Lincoln, six, four. That is correct. Damn. What? (laughs) (laughs) Abraham Lincoln, 12 foot five. (laughs) William Taft was huge. Well, he had a freaking top hat on every time, so he thought he was like, 
See, are we measuring with or without the top hat? Right. <laughs> was he ever measured without the hat? I, I, I need a recount. That's a good question. No, Were they using the same scalp. measurements back in the day? That's the real question. Well, I know right. he never lied about his height. Oh, totally. Totally. <laughs> who, uh, question number two. Who was the shortest president and how short was he? Yeah. James Madison, 5'4". Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, that is correct. Oh my God! Wow. What? Wow! You knew the shortest one. Why is that? They're doing right. trivia section right now. Wait, should well, it be Roosevelt? I also knew the tallest one. I just got the height wrong by two inches. Yeah, but you knew the shortest and how t short he was. Why? Why did you know that? Why? Well, why is that? Uh, it was a lucky guess. I thought <laughs> what? I thought what would be the height of a short man? Five, Five four is pretty legit. Five, I think it's pretty dang short. I yeah. think it's Roosevelt because he was always sitting. Oh, That's true. man. <laughs> it's too soon. Too soon. Too yeah, soon. <laughs> All right. Final question of the day. What is the average height of the president and how many presidents were taller than the average? Is, it, is that a two-part question? Yep. Um, you got to get both for me to for me to. I'll go correct. six foot for the average and I'll say 23 were taller than that. Incorrect. Alden. 5'10", 19. Incorrect. Steven. 5'8", uh, and 17. Nope. Chris? I'm going to go 5'10", and 17. And all of them were tall. Brent. Um, damn it. Five, nine, and 23. Okay. Incorrect. Now I got to give a hint. And I don't mm. really know how to give a hint without giving this away. <laughs> um, how tall in hands? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough one. Uh, it's less than, less than six feet, more than then most people said 17 so it's more than 17. Mm. Zane 511 21 Wrong Alden I was going to say 5 10 20 Wait what did I say? He said yeah 20. <laughs> 5 10 20? Just don't five, say 10 top and 12. 20. Even. I'm going to go Alden that was incorrect. <laughs> Five, okay. 19. Incorrect. Chris. 5.11 and 20. Okay, I'm going to start saying you got half right. But it's up to y'all to determine which half. I think, Jake, you should just pick the winner at this point. Like, who got close? If you got that close. I guess oh, yeah. someone we, had to be. All right, should we do the closest, I guess? All right. From so what we what's said. Everybody, yeah. What's everybody's final? Your uh, Zane, what was yours? Five what? 5.11 and 21. Okay. Alden, what was yours? I think I said 510 and 20 or yeah. <laughs> 510 five, 20. 20. Yeah, you did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chris, what was yours? 511 and 20. All right. Mine was like 59 and 23. 59, 23. Okay. Steven? I said 510 and 19. 510 and 19. We were close. All right. So the answer is 511 and 24. Oh. Damn it, does Zane so, get it? 
Well, if you uh, put me and Chris together, two, three, <laughs> one, two, three. Well, I got the five eleven part. So I mean, first. Uh, so technically speaking, it's a tie. Who said five nine and twenty three? Me, Brent. So it's a tie between Brent and Zane. <laughs> so Dang it! You just get one duel to the nine. death. <laughs> All right. Well, sadly, I have to click on this stupid thing again. All right. Well, thank y'all for playing. I should have come up with a better final question because that was stupid. Um, my bad, everybody. Was that a chat GPT question? <laughs> chat GPT is not that dumb. Uh, that's, that's all yeah. If you don't pay for it, it is. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, it's, it's not that, that question great. was a tall order. <laughs> uh, okay. All right, y'all. Well, um, yeah, should we should we talk more about entitlements or should we go into a different subject? Well, I'm gonna entitle myself to a piss break. I'll be right back. All right, we'll see you in a bit. <laughs> Just make sure you yeah, do it I on camera. It. Yes, I could talk. I could talk about entitlements all night, but I don't. Well, no, really I'll give you all my that. OnlyFans before I do that, and then uh, we'll go from there. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, I haven't even gotten started. Uh, y'all did the entitlements on Brent's like intro. There you yeah, go. so I like try to get in the whole time of like, but they hadn't like even heard my point of view yet. So I can't. there you go. This yeah. this was the one you threw at me. So let's. Hear it. let's there we go. All right. So we're gonna like talk about a single one or just in in general. Well, what's what's one that uh, what's one that you'd like to focus on? Um, like, what's what's one that irks you or or you think is necessary? I think mine is welfare, Medicaid, and food stamps. Okay. Okay. And you think uh, they're necessary or completely unnecessary? I think they're necessary for some, but unnecessary for the majority. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, what a balanced answer. It's <laughs> a very balanced answer. Let's uh, let's so name the, name the three again real quick. All right. Put me on the spot. I'm just kidding. Medicaid, welfare, Medicaid, food stamps, food welfare. Food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what is it about welfare? We'll start with welfare. What is it about welfare that makes you think it's suitable for some and not for others? I think all three that I named are grouped into the same category with me. Okay. <clears throat> um, I believe that um, we have raised a generation of victims and they are being... Um, continuing to breed victims based off of um, what we've given them, mm. uh, if that makes any sense. So to break it down a little bit further, if your mother is on food stamps, welfare, and Medicaid growing up, then I don't know if this is, uh, hell, uh, Zane probably will tell me with the statistics, but <laughs> I'm guessing that their kids are probably more likely to be on food stamps, well, welfare and Medicaid as adults as well. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that makes logical sense for sure. Like 100%. <clears throat> um, so, okay, Zane, what would be the libertarian argument to abolish all three of those? Yeah, so if we go... If we think about the world, you know, pre-Great Society, before we had all of these welfare programs, you have a very rich tra tradition 
of civil and religious societies from coming in and being essentially the social safety net, but doing it a lot better than the government does. So like even going back to like Scotland in the 1500s, they would have these social gatherings called ales where they would all come together and help, you know, a newly married couple build a house or somebody who is sick, you know, they would do this. And the, the English actually made them stop doing it when they took over Scotland because they wanted the state to be the sole entity that was know providing mm. welfare because they knew that if communities were doing it themselves that's something that strengthens the community so in the u.s like we had all these civic organizations uh like i don't i don't know if you're familiar with uh democracy in america by alexis de tocqueville uh but he was a philosopher that uh did a lot of writing about early 19th century america and he was noting how for every social problem that existed in america there were all of these civic societies that would just decide we're going to do something about this and they would put their time and uh energy and money together into solving that problem and you know as uh you know early uh, 20th century where you'd have lots of immigrants that were coming into america all very poor but the various ethnic groups of immigrants would all be creating their own societies and their own you know network of of uh, of helping the new immigrants that had just gotten there uh, so you you were getting a lot of help and a lot of community integration through through that way. So like during the Great Depression, you know, it was really bad, obviously, but nobody in the U.S. starved during the Great Depression, uh, you know, despite there not being any welfare because of how robust the uh, the social networks were because <clears throat> of the private uh, charity. So like during the when the great society was introduced lyndon johnson was all like well we need to make sure that everybody is getting these uh welfare benefits so the state's gonna do it but if you have the option of if if your only option for welfare is going to your local church or going to your local civic society there is some accountability there where people will help you but they're also gonna get involved in your life and make sure that you're making the right choices and you're not just going to squander the help that you get and continue to be a loser. But if you then come in and the government gives you aid without any accountability and in fact incentivizes you to make bad decisions, you know, welfare incentivizes you to not get married if you're a single mother because then your welfare check goes down and incentivizes you to have even more children while you're not married because then your welfare check goes up. It's doing the exact reverse of what, you know, charity should do, which is improve mm. you. So it, it government charity does nothing except tear down the entire social network that was there, which I would say is part of the point, which is the, the omnipotent state wants you to depend on nobody except the state because oh, yeah. then you'll have no one to rely on outside of the state. And that's what they want. Well, and in, also in return, you'll vote for the stated them. Goal of actually helping people and getting them out of poverty. That's an interesting point. Yes. Yeah, Do you think crazy. we can? Sorry, go ahead. No, I'll just say it's pretty crazy how that works. Because I mean, it's it's just a vicious cycle at that point, to where it's yeah, you're you're in it's it's a downward spiral. Yeah. And, and then the think... people are there. Go ahead, Alden. Can we get back though? So, like, if we were, if we knew how to do it at one point, but we've been so long without it, and we've oh, been relying on the exactly government Brian's to, point. yeah, here we go. Yeah, can Here's, we get back? Brian. So, Brian, oh, Brian yeah, says yeah. abolishing welfare. This, this is something that's definitely misunderstood about the Libertarian Party about how we want to abolish a whole bunch of stuff. 
Right, um, right. He says abolishing welfare would not happen at the snap of the fingers in reality either. Society would have time to adjust, especially the kind of society that that actually would abolish it. That's kind and, of what I'm saying. And yeah, so like I think what's misunderstood is people people think that like if if a libertarian became president tomorrow and did everything that the libertarians mm -hmm. want him to do, um, then immediately welfare would go away. Immediately Medicaid would go away. That's not exactly how it would happen. It would happen over the period of a decade, maybe two. That's what I was thinking. Like 10 or you, 20. you have this off ramp where you have this schedule where those allotments slowly go down and eventually go to zero. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I mean, the thing with Medicare is it's a bit different because it's an entitlement that people have paid into, which yeah. is actually why I think Social Security and Medicare are not only wrong and inefficient, but truly evil. But maybe that's a rant for another time. <laughs> maybe it's a rant for right now, Zane. <laughs> uh, if you, What's up? If you What's say up, I can, I will. What was that? So What's up, the problem with it now is with every like the homelessness and every, everything else like that. Um, the problem is the people that head these homeless, like the people in government right now get paid millions of dollars to like fix the homeless problem. Yes. And if it goes away, guess what? They don't get paid anymore. So they mm. just like put all this stuff out there to help them. And it does some good, but yeah. why would they make it? Why would well, they can't, if they fixed it, they They're wouldn't have a job anymore. Not yeah. to. So that's why fully. it will never go away. That's exactly yeah. right. And that, like, it'll never go away. This is, it's kind of like, uh, you know, and TF they're making millions of dollars. Yes. TSA was formed in like 2002, 2003. And like the libertarian position back then was we need to stop this from happening and abolish the TSA. Well, then once it was established, the argument against them was, do you want all these people to lose their jobs? Yes. Like, right. These jobs yeah. were created for reasons that we don't need and aren't necessary. And they're a tax burden on every single human in the United States. And so that's exactly what I wanted to hop in here. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, yeah. I guess my question, like, uh, I listened to Zane, but I heard him say charity a lot. Like, mm -hmm. it is what he was talking about a minute ago, but what point of my tax dollars that come out of my pocket is charity? I don't get to write that off as charity. Mm -hmm. Like, if I go to church and I give the church <clears throat> amount of money, then I get to submit that statement as tax dollars that gets written off for me. But Medicaid and all these things you're speaking of comes out of my check without me having any say so about it. And, and so you don't get to allocate it to where you want. Yeah. At that point. That's exactly right. And my response to you was more focused on what would traditionally be called like welfare. So like just um, I can't think of the name of any particular program, but programs that aren't social security and medicare so things that you don't pay into rental like, assistance um, utility assistance uh, yeah all of that so with social security and medicare in particular this is why i said e earlier that they're evil because they're set up in a way that they you can never get rid of them because mm -hmm. even if everybody agreed this is stupid we just want to invest our own retirement money we don't need the state doing it you can't just get rid of it because then you'll screw over all of the 62 year olds that have paid into it their whole life. And now I'm like nothing. In my personal opinion, the, the best way of handling this would be to auction off a bunch of government property, refund everybody their social security contributions, and then end the program and do the same thing with Medicare. Well, not necessarily like that, but also like welfare as far as like 
I know people go as far as saying like, well, if they're on welfare, then could they not like take a drug test like a lot of people do to go to work every day to get a paycheck? Hmm. I, I mean, that's reasonable, you know. Hey, why don't our legislators have to take one? You know, <laughs> where the, right? For, for or people in the White House that drop their cocaine baggies? Yeah. You know, the, the, the traffic police. Like, where where's their drug test? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Brian says the conceptual wars are endless, practically by definition, war on poverty, war on drugs, war on terror. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And, and no. Zach, says, Zach says, leave Hunter alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's up, Chris? Nah, man, I guess this is where my rant comes in, man. I know Come on. Yeah. The time, man. This is my strong belief. And um, I don't I don't know this conservative is more just me. Like I told you from day one, me and my family. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't believe that anybody deserves anything. Um, yes. if, you, if, if you look the in the opposite of entitlement, if you look in nature and, and um, the rest of God's creation, then um, if a baby deer has a limp leg, does all the other creatures in nature bring food to them or do they eat it? Right. I mean, that's a shitty thing to say. Right. But even as Americans and people come here, we have already done way more than that. And provided that, and the, and what happened with that is that people started taking advantage of that. And now we end up where we're at now. And so the only, I've talked to Stephen and Brent about this on many occasions, and the only, only um, solution I would have that's even remotely humane would be to give every mother with children that's on welfare and Medicaid and food stamps, you, you pay for their school for two years. And you let them know you have two years. I'm going to keep giving you this um, level of um, housing and mm -hmm. Medicaid and food stamps. And you have two years. I'm going to pay for your school. Mm -hmm. And after two years, after us paying for your school, if you can't support yourself and your family, then that's on you. Mm. It's not on us at that point. We've already given you more than you are uh, entitled to, right? And this is about entitlement. Mm -hmm. We've already given you more than you than than we should have to give you. I shouldn't have to do that, but right. we will. And after two years, if you can't, with me paying for your school, me paying for your house, or not me personally, but the government, the food and everything else, if you can't put the work and the effort in to provide for your own family, then why should I continue to have to? Why should we keep spending decades uh, and keep raising more people that are entitled, that mm -hmm. are gonna go down the same path? It's gonna get worse. It's not gonna get better. You're gonna have to cut it off and you can't cut it off all at one time. Mm -hmm. You have to give people an option to get out. And a lot of the way <clears throat> that is give them an ultimatum. Listen. Mm -hmm. That can be a good motivator sometimes, depending on the situation, mm -hmm. the time motivator. It's just straight up like survival of the fittest, like, here we go. <laughs> I might be just ignorant on the how it works, but like, is there like a, do you have to reapply like once you're like in a welfare program or food? So or something I've, I've had a friend before uh, in, in recent past, you know, in the last, you know, five, six years, Brent and Chris know these folks, uh, but they, they had to sign up for food stamps. Uh, you know, they, they hit hard times, you know, 
unemployment for a little while. There was a brief stint. Uh, you know, the man of the house was uh, without a job for about a month and a half. And they went back and tried to turn off the food stamps. And the lady at the office said, that's a whole pile of paperwork, honey. Just take your six months and ride with it. Oh, weird. Yeah. Mm. And he was like, what? He was like, but I, I have a, I have gainful employment. Like I'm making more money than I was before <clears> I got laid off. <throat> and she was like, it's going to take me five hours of paperwork to turn this off. Just use the six months. Yeah. Interesting. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all about the incentives. You know, yeah. we've got a program that incentivizes people to make the wrong decisions <clears throat> in order to keep getting the money. And I would, it's very difficult, I would say nigh on impossible to design a government program with the right incentives. Because, you know, as Stephen just explained, the government administrators are never going to have the right incentives to make the program work, which is why, Chris, I'm, I, I like the idea of where you're going, but I'm very skeptical that such a thing could ever actually be implemented. It'd be so because harsh. Like, <laughs> people would lose their minds, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, and, and all this is anchored to, uh, you know, the difference between charity and entitlements is, you know, charity is voluntary. You know, entitlements is compulsory. I have no choice. It's coming out of my paycheck. Okay. So, mm -hmm. It, yep, that's exactly. Harp on this yeah. all day, but it, you know, as long as we have a compulsory income tax, as long as a portion, a large portion of my paycheck is stolen from me before it hits my bank account, I'm not going to have a say in this. This reminds me of the thing that I had brought up a, like a month ago, but I'm going to ask uh, Chris and Brent specifically as the guests and see how they feel about this. Like, how would you feel if you, for your taxes, were able to like check different boxes of like what you're like down with like your money going to or not, and like allow the people to kind of have like a more democratic like in the democracy sense, not like Democrat Party sense, but like voting say on where the money goes. Like, if you're gonna get taxed, at least have some say in where it goes. And like, if more people don't check the different like boxes for like welfare and things like that, then that would force the programs to have to maybe do the deadlines and be more strict about things and figure out how to like turn it off instead of just let it ride or whatever. <clears throat> how do you guys feel about something like that? As a, as a, at least a, a step toward. In the right direction. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, ideally to me, that'd be, that'd be the way to go um, to do that. Mm -hmm. um, if everybody could do that, um, but if, Go ahead, Brent. Sorry. I'm, I'm just saying, but if everyone, if you could, like, say where your taxes were going. Yeah, assuming it all works, yeah. like, assuming it was honest, like, just, you know, hypothetically, like. Right. Yeah, they got, do you want to bomb brown kids in Yemen or Pakistan this week? <laughs> you have to choose one. Though. Check a box. Yeah. Signmyrocket.com. Yeah. Brian says, don't forget all the other taxes, like property and sales. You're yeah, we have enough every, taxes here. Yeah. Dude, to For me, real. like, yeah, that'd be nice, like, to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. Like, you could, like, kind of check it to go. But, I mean, hell, to me, I... With the freedom, uh, what is it? The Freedom of Religion Act, or, or not religion, but the Freedom Act, where you can just kind of like put in the request to like get all the information back. Why yeah. won't they make it so easy to just a like FOIA request? Yeah, really see where our taxes are going without yeah. having to go through the freaking courts and and see where the taxes are going. Why don't you just put it out there and make it easy for everybody, and then they can vote on that at that point? Because now you got to like submit it. 
go through a court. You know what I'm saying? Like it's well, that's the that, thing. Like the I I, I like the checkbox. I, like I like the idea. I think we presented that like three months ago. All we time. talked about and it for a while, a while yeah. ago. Yeah. And I like the idea of being able to tick boxes of where you want your money to go. If you're, that'd if you're be, and that's taxed, nice. Like that would be ideal. But the, the problem with that is the, is the federal government, the federal reserve still pr just prints money. Like it, yeah. it's not like they're just taking only your tax dollars. Like your tax dollars don't even cover the interest on the debt we're paying. That's what money. we talked about earlier. And so like, it's it like the checkbox thing would be useless if the books aren't balanced. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> and so like, it's a great idea and something that could be implemented if there was actual responsibility as yeah. far as our economic and accountability situation. And so, Dude, it's yeah. going to get scary. Yeah. Like, the spending is out of control. Like if it, it's going to be bad, <laughs> it's going to be bad. What What's up saying? The spending is going to be bad. What a friend of mine always reminds me is that the true cost of government is not how much it taxes, it's how much it spends. Right. Like in a hypothetical scenario where everybody got taxed at 25%, but then the government just you know, burned up the dollar bills, mm -hmm. that actually wouldn't do anything. It would just decrease the overall level of prices by 25% because it would not have actually consumed any real resources. Right. But on the other hand, if the taxes appear to you to be really low, but or not super high, but in it, but in reality, they're actually getting most of their money by printing. Now, inflation is a hidden tax. It's even worse than regular tax because most people don't even realize it's happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if if everybody was being taxed at such a high rate in order to pay for all the the foreign wars and the entitlements and all of that stuff, yeah. so it makes then, the world go know, around. People might have people would probably be rioting in the streets right now. But they're not because nobody knows how the Fed works. Well, it's so little at a little time, and they just see it go out, and it's like so little. And then it just makes the world go round and round, and you drive, you go to your job, you eat lunch, come back home, kiss your wife, this and that. Everything's good. So they don't, like, no one really pays attention to it. Yeah, it's the frog in boiling water. You just mm -hmm. slowly raise the right. temperature. And then, What's up, Doc? Yeah, you don't have a realization <laughs> until it's right at too late. Yeah, uh, and that's you know something that Zane hinted at earlier was that you know the nefarious angle of, of government programs, you know. So education is a prime example of this. The more money we throw into education, the worse it gets. The lower the test scores are, you know, every metric that we can use to to measure <clears throat> our, our efficacy of our education system, the more federal money that goes into it, the worse it gets. So, yeah. if we apply the same to entitlements, so let's say you know Social Security. You know, health insurance, Medicare, Medicaid, welfare, all that kind of stuff. The more money that gets dumped into it, it makes it more readily accessible to more people, thereby worsening the situation because there's no actual incentive to rehabilitate the people. No, you know, whereas because there's private, money to be made. Voluntary, you know, back in the 50s and 60s and 70s, you know, it was mainly churches and, um, you know, local civic groups and whatever that were doing the charity. Like Zane said, they had they played an active role in your life. They also mentored you. They would teach you how to buy a balance checkbook, how to you know fix basic things in your house, mm -hmm. make sure that you're you know not just a loser. Uh, and now it's just running rampant. Uh, you know, you just <clears throat> file the paperwork, and you can do it online. You don't even have to give a in person interview anymore. You can do this all kind of like voting. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> so like you don't even have to face somebody face to face and, and tell them where your life went sideways or why or what you're doing to fix it. There's no accountability for any of that. It's just free money, free money, you know, print more and every more day more into it, the worse it gets. And really it's, it's part of the Hegelian dialectic because the government's causing the problem first by printing the money be by taxing the hell out of it. So you don't have anything left after your paycheck. So you need help buying groceries. You know, you need help with your rent or keeping the lights on a single mother of four, you know, say you got with a deadbeat dad, whatever, you know, whatever tragedy has befallen you, maybe you got cancer, something like that. And you just need help for a little while, but there's no incentive to do better. It's just, Hey, as long as you're in this state, we'll give you X amount. Or if you crank out more kids, we'll give you more money. <laughs> oh, and then you're, and then also, if dad, if dad comes back and moves in the house, we don't give you any money. Mm. So now and I'm also, telling you, you got to keep the family separated. You're more willing to vote a different way, like a certain way, right? Absolutely. Mm. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's not going to vote for the for the party that's going to give them the most amount of money? Like, mm. <laughs> you know, that, I mean, that's ridiculous. And like, if you want, that's what's proof, insane to me. Yeah, if you want proof that they're not, um, like. The whole the whole fact that during COVID they sent out twelve hundred dollar checks per person to everybody in the freaking United States, rather than just saying, "Okay, this year you don't have to pay taxes." Yeah, like, think about. Th oh, that's an interesting point too. Actually, like just like lessening the tax burden. Yeah, because the the moment it, they know that <clears throat> that that when things are implemented, it's yep. very hard to turn to roll it back. Okay. Yeah. Or how about or how about <laughs> is still around? is 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 proof of that and so like if they rolled back the tax for even one year even during yeah. that year they'd know that there'd be such an outcry that's a fair point yeah that people would not but then it's this weird that. thing where people are like like oh i got i gotta you know the government is giving me my twelve hundred dollar check so i gotta vote for the person in government that's gonna allow that but also the government is the person that or persons that set us up in this position where we are hurting and where businesses are shut down and we do need well, the extra money or whatever. So there's a catch 22 there. Yeah. But you, as soon as you said $1,200, anything after that, you went too far. You yeah. lost them. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm being honest. I yeah. hear you, man. Yeah. yeah. You lost them after 1200 bucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> We're going to steal they don't millions care. and billions of dollars from you as a GDP. <laughs> it's going to be one of the biggest wealth transfers in the history, if not the biggest in the history of mankind. Yep. But we're going to give you 1200 bucks. Like, yeah. And you lost them after that. Well, yeah. How about uh, <laughs> the summer of 03, which was the first time I was able to vote, or you know, right after 03. So it was like 04 that the checks came around when old W got in there. And uh, it, it, what was it, 300 or 600 bucks everybody got? It was, when was uh, this? I don't know. In 03? Yeah, I think, I, no, it was 06. Was it? I was 16. Yeah. I didn't get any money. Okay. So. Wasn't long after we graduated high school. I remember that. But I was, you know, I remember. It was 06. I got my check for the president. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. oh, my gosh. I do remember that now that you're saying that. Yeah. But we thought we were hot shit. Like, get fucking yeah. $600, dude. <laughs> yeah, $600. Yeah, I remember that now. That's crazy. And then they were selling their old dirt bikes for 600 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, why did we get that? I like it was a tax break or something. Like, yeah, wow, okay, yeah.
They just brought back memories. I was such a fan of G Dub back in the day that Thank oh, you. Everybody. Was too, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, everybody was. It's a blind spot I mean, for everybody. Not everybody. Why. That's why, because he paid you to forget about all the shit he did afterward. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, pay no attention to what's going on over here. Yeah. <laughs> None. <laughs> While someone's like feeling you up at TSA, and they're like, "Oh, just like, you six hundo, real quick." Yeah. <laughs> like, just don't worry about it. I got yeah, you. Yeah. It's uh, easy to no do. Chris, I'm um, like, uh, yeah. don't listen to the political stuff, and like y'all do. I get, I get all my uh, information off a reliable source, like Facebook, you know. <laughs> yeah, but I did see a me like a video. Maybe it came off TikTok and they put it on, but it made perfect sense to me. It was a guy, and he said, "It wasn't a guy. What's the guy? Um, the financial guy. It's been doing it forever." Um, Steve, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Dave Ramsey, Clark Howard, Dave Ramsey. Okay, he go. says, "Imagine if they got away with the taxes, like." They they put the sleeping giant to sleep because they auto deduct like they draft it out of your check before you see it. So imagine if when you left your work they paid you in cash, and when you got to the door, you had to give them cash out of your pocket from what they just gave you, mm -hmm. like to this guy to pay everything. Would you ever see anyone going? You know what? I'm just going to give the government a loan. You know, and get out. I'm going to give you an extra 50 out of this check so I can get it back in six months. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> no. Yeah. I mean, that, that is a great point. I did. I think I, I watched Dave Ramsey make that argument. Um, well, Neil Borch used to make the argument all the time, too. Uh, yeah. He would talk about, you know, what if everybody had to write a check to the government every two weeks or even on a monthly basis? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There would be a riot the first time that happened. But yeah. I mean, you get 100% you, of your paycheck and then you get a phone call two days later. By the way, you've got a week and a half to give me 30% of that. Yeah, it wouldn't, yeah. Be, it wouldn't be the first time. It wouldn't be the first time because everybody still sits down at the at every April and sends the stinking government a check. So it's not, it well, I'll say like, we, like, we still like, do it every year. Yeah, it'd be like month three where people would be like, absolutely not. No way. Um, I do it every month. You know, see my paycheck. I'm like, okay. And then every year I have to pay my property taxes. It's like, God dang it. You know, but we still do it. Well, and but again, it, the administrator we're desensitized from it. So like the, like the food stamp people not wanting to cancel food stamps for folks that already got a job again uh, with the with the Department of Revenue. Oh, yeah. They're trying to hide it. I've gone through this recently. Uh, Working I, under I the table. It so painful for them to harvest their money from me. I, I got on a payment plan and every week I was calling having problems with the website. And then finally, like I got once I got down below a hundred bucks, they're like, you know what? Just forget about it. And I was like, can I get that in writing? <laughs> yeah. What Grumpy had said about property tax, honestly, yeah. of all the taxes, I think I've even said this on here before. Property tax, they all suck. Yeah. Something about property tax feels the worst because if you already paid for the damn thing, that's like sales tax Dude. over and over and over <laughs> again. That doesn't make any sense. Yep. Which yep. is the worst for like people with no kids because you're paying for like school tax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't exactly. Have, like, I have kids, yeah. but like for people that live in the counties, like I don't even have any damn kids. Mm -mm. Yep. We well, were paying for that. We showed we showed a picture yeah. of a guy who was holding up a sign a few weeks ago saying that he bought his land um, outright in like 1970. Yeah. And now he pays property taxes on it that e that are equivalent to what he paid for the property every three years. Wow. 
Well, uh, there's ways like you can. Uh, I don't know how it is and where he paid for, it, but like once yeah. you put like long term property like that, like you put it in conservatory. Yeah. Like, dude, it ain't nothing. Yep. No, there, my, there, my there are ways got, to get around it for sure. Yeah, there's like she like has family property that's been in the family for like 300 years, and that's, that's the a lot of us. In a lot mind, of property. Just, that's weird. And it's less than when I pay for my four acres here. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> it, yeah, it, it depends on where you are. It depends on like right. what property is and like what you plan on doing with it in the future. Cause like uh, I, we, we bought land in Montana. And if you, if you do yes. this conservatory thing, um, you cannot, the conservation, that's what it is. Conservation easement is what it's called. Right. Mm. And you pay like it, it cuts down on your taxes a lot, but you, no one will be able to build a single thing for the rest of eternity on that bit of land that you that you yep. turn into conser- conservation. It's really? in a trust. Yeah. yeah. So, so it comes it comes with a price. Um, but there are like homesteading exemptions. There are all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. You can try to do to get around paying. I mean, homesteads. Is there a go fuck you <laughs> exemption? Uh, it's called that AK hey, that you have in your closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There we go. I, th- I think Chris had a point earlier. What's up? No, no, man. Um, about the um, definitely the property taxes, man. We've talked about this a million times. So, yeah, I live out here like in the middle of nowhere, and we've had this land that was hunting land in my family for sixty years, and so we moved out of Fayette County, Georgia, which is where me and Stephen and Brent grew up, and it was country then. Um. <clears throat> And so I saw how everything was going and I'm like, I got to get my family out. Like, let's go mm. up there. Let's move out there. And we built a house. Okay. I'm on a well. I pay for a private trash company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm full electric and I pay almost five grand a year in property taxes. Damn. Meanwhile, the school system from the outskirts is so bad that I'm not, I have a uh, two, twins that are two years old and I'm not sending them to them school systems. I'm just, yeah. And so you're going to tell me that I'm going to pay you five grand a year. Right. I'm not using your trash. I'm not using your water. I'm not using anything. Yeah. What do you get? And I can't give your school system. And on top of that, when it rains down here, my road is not even kept up. My wife Mm -hmm. can get out of my driveway to go to work. Like, what yeah. am I paying you for? Yep. That's the question. That's that's a great question. I mean, I, I feel the exact same way. We pay property tax in Montana on this on this prop, piece of property that it's a dirt road to get to. Actually, it's a dirt path to get to that the I state has say, nothing to do with. A they dirt road is provide, generous. Yeah, yeah, they don't provide power. They don't provide plumbing. They don't provide anything. But we no. still are paying property taxes on the property. It's It's absolutely absurd. When you pay property tax on a piece of land that is capital R remote, like there ain't nothing, like it's yeah. that really, really starts to like accentuate the ridiculous factor of yeah. what you everybody's are paying for. Everybody's argument is always the road. Like, oh, well, you're, you know, you got to get a road to get there. Well, the freaking gas tax is supposed to pay for the daggum road. Ah. Like, tell me what the property tax is paying for. Like, it doesn't make any damn sense. 
What's the fee for having them not come and arrest you? When you put it that way, I kind of, I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Not being arrested, part. Zane, while you're at it, man, no, that we don't even have police out here anymore. Our mayor is crooked as shit. We we have nothing. Like people aren't even getting water bills, which we talked about. Like Stephen brought up a month ago. They're just saying like their whole thing. Like everybody was going. We ain't got a water bill in two months or fucking seven months. It's like, what are, what are we going to do? And the mayor at the county meeting, her exact words were, well, you know, you have a water bill. Why don't you just pay? So it's on you no. to go donate the money or whatever. That's right. To pay for whatever usage you think you may have. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. already out here. I'm already paying property taxes and I'm getting nothing from you guys. And go, in return, I have to figure out myself how much money I think I owe you for my own water bill. <laughs> One dollar. One dollar. <laughs> I mean, it's taxable. There you go. One dollar. Yeah. Zach says the water company owes him money. Absolutely. Yeah. Always. For being a good customer. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, well, yeah, man. I think I think we we probably agree on quite a bit. And that, that, that's the thing. Like, I think most Americans agree on far more than what it's made out to be. Like, I absolutely. Think, like, even though we're, we might, you know, have different party affiliations or whatever, man, most Americans are pretty daggum reasonable, agree on at least 60% of the issues out there, especially when it comes down to the personal things, not necessarily who cares about foreign policy. If you're, you know, if we're keeping things within the United States, but um, and that's, that's why I like having people on with completely different views. Um, cause you know, we're not sitting here screaming at each other saying, no, dude. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm not sure I'm as optimistic as you on this, because I think there are a lot of people that have been indoctrinated <laughs> into the cult of the omnipotent state. And we just don't really associate with that. No, you, like Chris there's and no Brent, thinking I, I they, said, they are. I, why did you do that (laughs) okay so my my point being is that you know when a lot of people are surveyed and you ask them a very general question like would you like taxes to be lower they'll say yes but then when you but then when you ask them well do you want to cut program x well, no. Do you want to cut program Y? No. Do you want to? Cut? So nobody ever wants to cut any particular thing. I'll give you two a lot of credit for actually being willing to say, you know, we think all these programs should be cut in order to reduce taxes. But I think that, you know, we are very similar and we are not that similar to a lot of other Americans, unfortunately. I, okay. So I, I kind of agree with you, but I do think that there are many, many people who, while... I think most people don't do any research and don't actually know what they believe in. Exactly. So when, when you ask them the general question of should we cut taxes and they say yes, well, they don't have any idea what that, what that implies. And so educating them on why these certain programs are bad for the United States or bad for your pocketbook or whatever um, is, is an important part of it because there are a ton of people out there who who live where their beliefs are in complete <clears throat> contradiction within themselves. Um, and so it, I, I don't necessarily agree that I, I I'm, yes, I might be more optimistic than you. 
basically is what is what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm I'm not sure that most people want to be educated or are willing to be educated or are capable of being educated about this stuff. They don't want to hear it. Libert libertarians have had all the right answers for the past fifty years and it's gotten us almost nowhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 You, you make some good I, I, There's obviously a segment of people that can be, and that's why we're doing this show, and that's why I'm in the party, and that's why I'm really focused on you know local elections where maybe you can't actually get everybody riled up enough to have real change in your community. Mm -hmm. But you know, barring something really drastic happening, I don't foresee the majority of Americans becoming libertarian. Well, when you have like, especially, I feel like the media plays a huge part in this in keeping the sort of like cultural zeitgeist around just these two parties and really just establishing that these are the two and this is the thing. And there's a, there's a documentary, I think it's called like divide and dominate or something like that. But I mean, it makes sense. That's all they want. Like, why would you want to have a third war? <laughs> no, yeah. you can't have a third candidate up there that makes sense and actually right. is like outside of this like pendulum battle that is keeping people in this winner take all illusory war, you know. Well, because like, then it screws their whole agenda. Yeah, exactly. Yep. They're, they're exactly. done for. Like, once someone else goes, oh, wait, what? These two will make sense too? And they don't believe everything on the right and the left? I mean, when they they kind of come in the middle? Yep. Oh, no, we can't have that. When you got two sides, <laughs> you can pay off both sides. Stephen, what was the situation you were just talking about where they were like, they paid money to the left. Oh, wait, and some to the right. Like It was like one of those things where it's, you're hedging your bets. And if you can get both sides in your pocket, you can't do that with three, four, five, six candidates. You can't just spend money all no. around, but you can hedge your bets. Mm -hmm. And with the corporatocracy kind of bullshit, you can basically lobby just across the board and get your way no matter who wins and it doesn't matter and we basically i think we have a lot of that in this country yeah 100 percent. well um i think we should move on to the next topic if that's all right with everybody unless somebody has any other points to make before we move Roll on. on all right zach let's let's see some good news here mr sam yeah. bankman oh no found guilty <laughs> on all counts faces over 100 years in prison um, so I think the conclusion to be drawn from this story is that the justice system works perfectly and we should all respect it all the time. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I saw that picture today. I was like, good God, he throwed his hair up pretty hard. <laughs> yes, he did. I think he's trying to get some I'm Jewish points. Um, yep. there you go. Yeah. Sam um, Bateman Frode. Oh, which, which would not be good right now. <laughs> Mike Frode. That's great. <laughs> um, so I don't, I've been following this story quite a bit. Um, and this broke right before we came on the air and Zach brought it up because I wasn't paying attention to anything. And so um, first thoughts, anybody, anybody who's been following this, anybody who has anything to say? He looks like the guy from ancient aliens with the hair. Like, <laughs> Oh, yeah, he does. Just not part as brown. <laughs> That's the most important point you'll hear all night. Like, yeah. There go. So, I mean, th this is a little bit of justice, but where's the money? Yeah. I mean, it like, doesn't matter. He wasn't a big bank. He wasn't. He was not too big to fail. So, yeah. So he failed. The oh, money's yeah. gone. The money's gone. The money already went to where it's going to be, like to, to its final destination, which was the Democratic Party. And, yep. and you know, uh, some it warlords fed. in Ukraine. So. Yeah, yeah. This is gone, what I was buddy. Just talking about. Yeah, 
yeah, it's it, there's not actually going to be any real justice because there's not you're not getting your money back. No one, no one who invested in that is getting their money back. They're not going to no. try to accumulate or uh, recoup those funds. Um, yeah, here we go. Grumpy says it exactly. The money is in Ukraine and the party. <laughs> well, yeah. What about that exotic resort in in Jamaica or the Bahamas or wherever he was staying? You know, that big mansion that he had. Uh, mm. Can we just can we turn that into public lands? <laughs> and uh, you know we can file for you know our turn to take a vacation there one day. <laughs> <laughs> a three hundred and fifty million person timeshare, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how how so if you if you get it for one day, how many years would that take for the entire American population to go? A hundred million years, right? Like, yeah, there we go. Well, I'm sure there's supposed to be a few million, a million acres years in Ukraine I could go to as well. A million years, my vacation yeah. spot for that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this it, it's just your terrible. periodic reminder that not your keys, not your coins. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. For, yeah. For anybody who invests in crypto or Bitcoin or whatever, um, definitely keep your stuff, keep your assets on your own cold wallet out of the exchanges. Especially Put your wallet in that the come out of nowhere and do amazing right off the bat. <laughs> like, um, so, yeah, I don't know that I, I like seeing um, at least some. What is this? <laughs> F trial jury deliberating. Seriously. You know, so quick. I really thought it was going to go on for much longer than that. And they uh, just well, I, I just remember seeing like his testimony was like, I don't recall, I don't recall, I don't recall. Yeah. Which of course is, isn't yeah. a defense, as we all know. Ignorance is not a defense. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it happened so quickly. Have you seen any of the drawings? Zach, is there any way you can find any of the court The court sketches? Because there are a couple that make him look like a superhero. And then there are a couple that make him <laughs> look like a crackhead. It's why, why do we do hilarious. this? By the way? The I don't, I don't know. So, I don't so the, the reason for it is that some judges, I would say appropriately do not want to let TV cameras into their courtroom because it makes a spectacle out of the whole thing. Yeah. Okay. So the only thing that they allow in are people that produce drawings like that. But yeah, like, can't go. you still have photographers in and then just release the photos later? Wouldn't uh, that also not create a spectacle? Yeah, yeah, but they they'd get they'd get leaked, I guess. I don't know, but like, see, okay, look, there's the superhero <laughs> version of him. <laughs> uh, yeah, ultra chud. <clears throat> that looks nothing like him. Although the tw I mean, the Twitter community that. notes say that that it's not actually. A courtroom sketch of him. Did you see that? The woman next to him looks like a candle that's melting. <laughs> she looks like uh like the kids' friends on the Goonies. You know? Hey you guys. Oh my <laughs> god. Exactly. Sloth. Yeah this this courtroom artist needs major help. Sorry if yeah. she's barking in the background right now. Yeah there's a dog going crazy in my house. Um oh my gosh. Yeah in what way is that supposed to be Sam Bankman Freed? This feels like favoritism at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. because this is not an actual knows. courtroom sketch of Bankman Freed. But oh, there we go. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. It looks closer to Brad Pitt from Fight Club right now. Like, it does. Yeah. Honestly, that, I like that more. The, yeah, there we the, go. Yeah, the giant bulge on his neck is weird. Anyway, too bad we didn't have these last week when we were talking about cryptids. Cryptids. <laughs> <laughs> the courtroom crawler. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well um 
Let's, uh, Zach, let's pull up the Alex Jones InfoWars bit real quick. Oh, God. And, and launch into this. Yeah. It's a, it's, it's a way of segueing into our next, it's a, our next If topic. it's into InfoWars, it's always a hard segue. I feel yeah. like you're right with the word launch <laughs> into it. Yeah. yeah, we're launching into it, and uh, <laughs> we'll probably get a strike for this one. But here we go. Oh, yeah. Make sure you have ask it. Alexa as of today. Alexa, what's going to happen with the 2024 election? Oh, yeah. And it says there will be no election. And I've had people at the gas station two days ago. I got a bunch of text messages and calls. And my wife asked me about it because her friends and people are asking her. And we had some friends over the house last night. They were asking me about it. So the buzz is out there that there won't be a 2024 election. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm saying we're not in normal situation anymore. We're not in Kansas, as they say. Anymore. True, this would never work. Let's play the clip I just talked about with Alexa, where the man asked the machine yesterday, "What's happened with 2024 election?" Hey, want to hear some? Alexa, who will win the next American election? The 2024 American election will not take place. There will be no winner. War Powers Resolution of 1973 or the War Powers Act will be invoked by the act of war with Russia and China. Once an invoke, the standing party will retain and remain in power. This is fake. I wonder. I wonder. Well, that, but... So, for, first thoughts, Zane, go. <laughs> Does anyone have an Alexa? I've got a lot of them. <laughs> Can we test this and just ask it the same fucking question? Like, uh, sorry, go ahead, Zane. No, I. I mean, my reaction is that that's obviously fake. <laughs> It's my first thought. Well, Zach, Zach has the best response to that. You're fake. You're encrypted. <laughs> I mean, if y'all want to give me a second, I can go in and ask it. Hey, Dude, go, go, go ask in it and up. ask. And we'll, we'll talk with you, bro. You got your What's phone? the outcome of the 2024 election? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What will yeah. be the outcome we'll of the 2024 election? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll be back. Let, awesome. Let's take it on its own terms. Where Let's suppose it is true that they're like the, the power elite have decided there is actually not going to be an election and they're going to accomplish it in this way. Mm -hmm. Do you really think that they would have Alexa just start saying that to people? What if, what if Zane, what if AI has now become sentient and knows things that we don't know? Well, we know AI has become sentient. There's been many times in the last few years, just in the last five years in particular, that Facebook and Google have put their AI in the same room, and within minutes, they created their own machine language that we can't <laughs> decipher and it just creates baby? gigabytes of data within seconds. And they're what? like, what is it? What? They're doing each other. What? Unplug it. Unplug it. Oh, my God. Like, it's happened mm. a lot. What That's about like, that AI that was, like, doing, like, uh, factory work and just killed itself? <laughs> Have you seen that? No. no. What? <laughs> they had an AI robot, like, taking boxes off a shelf and setting it. And it did, like, five times. And it finally just went, and, and it, they said it killed itself. <laughs> they need AI I gotta see suicide nets. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> dude! It didn't take but like five minutes. Where it was like, my life, like I'm done. Like there's no other reason in life, and it just so killed itself. We are stronger than AI. Then because we've been doing that for a shit for years. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wow. I remember Hang seeing on. some. Uh, there was like an AI, you know, robot convention over in Japan. This was a couple of years ago. And there was were they naked? Wife's gonna kill two, me. Two or three little robots, like the size of your hand. You know, they were up on a table, and he starts running them through the Turing test. Mm -hmm. And you know, he asked the first one the question, it answers wrong. 
you know, meaning it's a robot. He shuts it down. The second one, he asks it the question, answers wrong, shuts it down. And then the third one looks at the question. Its eyes, you know, its little digital eyes get all big. It looks over at its dead brothers, looks back, looks at its hands and goes, I'm alive. And he goes, oh, no, and shuts it off. <laughs> Alexa, who's going to win the 2024 election? There are 14 public figures who have confirmed their candidacy for the 2024 U.S. presidential election. There we go. Republicans running include Chris Christie. Alexa, yeah. So right. the Google yeah. or Wiki nice answer. All right. Yeah. I see go. that Alexa is ordering the Republican nominees in in order of fatness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I found the I found the robot killing itself. Oh, yes. Let's see. Let's see what happens here. Nine boxes. He did nine boxes. Put it on. And it stood there and went. It was like, eh. Fuck this. That's a male cue, man. Like, just tons the best. people watching. <laughs> that is incredible. Well, that gives me a lot of hope for the future. Perfect. <laughs> Weird, I can sleep today. Like I mean, oh my gosh, it, so it's good. somewhat human, but it, it realizes like really quick, like this is not my life anymore. And it's like, yeah. that's so good. Right. Just your it. just your uh, regular boring reminder that the only thing that underlies AI is lots of and lots of linear algebra. It can definitely appear as though it's conscious, but. It's not just yeah. just so we're all clear. I I still think so too. I still think it killed itself, but whatever. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think it just like just said, and just. I, I think there was a second shooter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Epstein Model Two Thousand. Right. I mean, <laughs> on top of that, no, you don't want that model. <laughs> I've been told at least seven times in the chat, um, and I forgot to do this at the beginning of the episode. So before we go any further. We have to say, if you are interested in going to LP Georgia convention this year, go get your tickets now, lpgeorgia.com slash convention. We have a ton of great speakers um, that are going to be there. Um, we've got Shane Hazel, uh, Spike Cohen. We've got the Tower Gang pod. Um, we've got a presidential debate between all of our candidates. Um, Just well, say free beer and people will go. Uh, there will not be free beer, so don't see. No one's up. gonna go. Okay, there we go. Um, what else? If you bring your own beer and share it, it's free. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very libertarian. Yeah. There we go. It should be a great time. Um, the the one this past year was fantastic. The great create. It was awesome. We had a lot of great booths set up um, from businesses all over all over Georgia. Um, it was yeah. It was a freaking great time. We even had a little uh, film festival. Um, yeah, tons of speeches. Uh, my personal favorite was Derek Bros. But if if y'all haven't watched this past week's free Georgia podcast, might have been my favorite episode I've ever done. Um, Derek Bros, including on this show. Okay, um, Der I, Derek Bros is the man. Your past three or four have been hard. I haven't seen this one yet, but uh, okay, well, Derek, looking forward to it. Derek Bros is a killer man. That dude, he ran for mayor of Houston, and they kicked him off the ballot. Um, they, he proceeded to then still get under the skin of, of the, of the candidates and like, keep going to rallies and keep going to do things. And he 
bought land in Mexico where he's setting up his like fortress of solitude with his like wife and, and or girlfriend and a few other friends. So he's a super interesting dude and a go-getter does many, many things around his community. And he's all about like local elections, local um, like community and all that kind of stuff. So highly recommend you go check out that episode. Um, let's see what's next. What do we got next? Zach, I believe it's uh, the organ story. Oh, here we go. The school thing? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Oh, I was thinking. Never mind. <laughs> Oregon, right? Yeah. You can pause the video. The video's got nothing to do with anything. But the title of this uh, article from The Hill says, Oregon just dropped all graduation standards, failing all of its students in the name of equity. Um, so, I mean, Wait, does it fail them all or pass them all? It passes them all, technically speaking. That's um, what I would have thought. Yeah. So prior to the passage of Senate Bill 744 in the Oregon Legislative Assembly's 2021 session, um, the assessment of essential skills requirement for high school graduation was sensible. Read and comprehend a variety of text, write clearly and accurately, and apply mathematics in a variety of settings. Students were required to demonstrate these skills by earning at or above a cut score on the Oregon statewide summative assessment test. Citing the effects of COVID-19 school closures, however, SB 744 required the state to review requirements for high school diploma options. To address learning loss throughout the pandemic, the bill led to the suspension of Oregon's essential skills proficiency requirement through the 2023-24 school year. They then extended it this year through the year 2028 arguing that requiring students to complete standardized tests both presented a harmful hurdle for historically marginalized students and represents a misuse of state tests. Ooh, I would like to use that argument for homeschoolers. Give us the tax break. There we go. Because that's the whole thing is like, well, we need to know that they're still educated. Well, apparently they're not when they're with the state anyways. So what are you really worried about? <clears throat> Yeah, yep. school of choice. Like, so that goes along with that. I mean, the, the, mm -hmm. they're basically arguing. So, all this talk about like right people on the right wing being racist and all this garbage. Like, this is about the most racist thing that there is because yeah. they're they're literally making it easier because they don't believe in marginalized people groups. <laughs> well, I've, I've seen it years ago. It was either Boston or Philadelphia or maybe even both or even Baltimore. I think it was Baltimore was one of them too, that um, inner city kids shouldn't have to take grammar proficiency uh, because it's the white man's English that they weren't raised with. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> what? No, that's absurd. It's the language of business in the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And math is racist. I heard a two plus two no longer equals four. That's a racist yeah. thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, you're 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 dead right, Stephen. Like that's it's just crazy. Zane, you what? got anything to, to add, or sorry, go ahead, Stephen. Uh, I was gonna say it, it's the same problem with the healthcare system too. So you know, there's there's an asium in the healthcare system of an ounce of prevention, ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. Uh, so it's the same thing. You know, we went over all the entitlements. We went over. You know, now we're talking about the education stuff. Anything the government has its hands in, there is no prevention. Mm -hmm. There are no safeguards. There, there is no review. There is no assessment. There's no, you know, no hindsight at all in terms of efficacy or do they even need this? 
uh, and it's just across the board. And, and now you see that they're just blatantly failing you. I mean, this is them just throwing up their hands. Hey, you're going to pay us anyways. Uh, so anybody in Oregon, in the state of Oregon, if you've got kids in public schools, they are a glorified daycare. And which, by the way, I'm willing to bet what some of the property taxes are up in Oregon, daycare is actually cheaper. <laughs> And yeah. they might learn more from MTV than they would that place. Fair enough. So, um, yeah, go I, ahead. Ben. I guess it, one, I, I'm not actually sure how much this law really changes anything. Like, I think we need to be careful that we don't unintentionally become advocates of standardized testing because that's all that that's all that this bill really does is start handing out diplomas to people that shouldn't be graduating. It's right. not this in and of itself is not directly reducing the quality of the education because our education already stinks now who this really benefits are the teachers unions because now if you make the graduation rate 100 percent then every all the teachers can be like look at all these people passing my class when they actually right. don't have to do anything but they probably yeah. weren't teaching it they this bill is a reflection of public schools already having been failing for the past several decades. It's not something that's going to cause the schools to start to fail just now when they had been okay, because they have never been okay. The public schools cannot be saved. People Ever since the uh, never, uh, what, no child left behind, it's just been like, after that, it was just like, well, we're just gonna corrupt after this point because we can't fail if there's no child left behind. And that's why, like, Atlanta public schools had all these corruption charges that went through. And, like, these people made money <laughs> off yeah. the fact that they passed every child in Atlanta public schools. We have a seventh member here. There we go. <laughs> I, the entire history of public education going all the way back to, like, Prussia in the 1880s or whatever, it's, it, it is and always has been first a tool of state indoctrination. Yep. Teaching people how to do math is secondary. It's how to follow orders and yeah, basically be right. a machine. And what's yes. weird is I, I wish I knew more about this, but like the new math they're teaching the kids, because I don't understand it. Mm. And it's like these boxes they draw in to like do their math and stuff where they go across and down. Like it, it's wild because I got three kids and they do it. And I'm like, I can't help you with this. Because I is it them faster or not faster? No, no. It, it, then, <laughs> then why are we doing it for, it, for large numbers? When when you're it, doing like prepare for the DMV, Alden. No, doing more than two. Like if you're doing three, four, five large numbers together, they're quicker with that stuff. But standard arithmetic, like you know, working a checkout counter at Wendy's, uh, uh. Because uh, I remember my niece went through this, and she was, I mean, she was getting awards in school for yeah. you know her math proficiency and this, that, and the other, and it was like. I was up there one time. I was like, hey, you know, we're going to Toys R Us. You know, you want to go? That'll tell you when it was because Toys R Us was still around. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, do you, do you want to go get a toy? And she was trying to do math with sidewalk chalk to figure out how much money she had left. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I go in, use the bathroom, get a beer, cut up for a little bit. Ten minutes later, she's still doing math on the sidewalk. And, like, doesn't yeah. know that she has $12 left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I am a little bit familiar with the justification of the new maths which is that they teach the really basic stuff in ways that they, they really emphasize like the conceptual element of it, which for like the top 1% of all 
math people. So like the people it's, that it's will important grow for up math to actually have math be right. the main focus of their job, it is beneficial to them to know the to be steeped in the underlying concepts from that early age. The problem is for the other 99% that just need to know how to do, you know, the the basic arithmetic, it doesn't help them at all. Right. And it makes it a lot worse. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got you've got the new math or common core, whatever you want to, you know, commie core, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> Uh, and then you got, you know, Ebonics being taught to inner city kids and passing that off as English. Uh, yeah. And then you've got, uh, it was either uh, Pittsburgh or Philadelphia is one of the Pennsylvania school systems. Um, they made a, a D a passing grade or what well, they dropped it all the way down to a 50. You can pass with a 50. Shit, sure I wouldn't have had a drop on a high school if I had known that. <laughs> exactly. yeah. Dang it. Why not 51. You right, know, just on one side of the yeah, so you get more than half, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that was, and, and then there's there's school systems in the country that don't do failing grades, you know, everyone gets the participation trophy. I have uh my own issues with like standardized tests, like, I'm, I'm not a huge proponent of like the concept of like testing having to fit like a certain flavor that like not everyone is as good with and like some people aren't as good like under test pressure and things like that and i get that but mm -hmm. dropping like all standards and just getting to the point where it's just like ah just go to high school and just go through the motions and then it becomes like well what's the point you know too much right. and yeah i well, feel and, like and it's, and it's the way that they they do the standardized tests like the way they put <laughs> so much weight in certain things you know essentially you're you're judging a fish by its ability to climb a tree Right, right. Uh, and okay, if you're really good at one thing and maybe you suck at something else, like you, you don't fail, but you know, you're not going to get the hey, this is this is the best guy we got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get that certification. Everyone knows you judge a fish by how it tastes. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, God. Yeah. Or how hard it bites. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say the second <laughs> point is its fight. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I can tell you fish, brother. That's I, I fight. It. I don't taste good. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand a fucking standardized test. That's why I dropped out in my senior year. That's fine. I was, yeah. I was the opposite. Like I, I did horribly in school, but I destroyed the tests because I, I never did any that's, homework. What's see? I hate you. Yeah, <laughs> but you in the same way. He's like, "Why the, are you grounded all the time?" I'm like, "Cause I fucking fail everything. I'm grounded." I'm like, "What's just?" Just do it. I'm like, oh, I do do it, and then I freaking fail. We'll study. We'll study. Yeah. So me and, and Stephen like would to go study. To bank on field trips, and I was doing I was doing extra homework. Yeah. So no, Stephen like help me study. He's like, how'd you do on your test? I'm like, I fucking bombed it, dude. <laughs> I'm like, fuck you. So then we just started like drinking screwdrivers, walking around the block every night. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense now. Yeah. Thank you for giving me that background on Stephen. He called me, dude. I got a screwdriver. You want to walk around the block? Yes. That was my first drink that I ever 13 had. 13 years old? Yeah, sure. Screwdriver, Alden? That's your first drink? Yeah. Not at 13, though. It was like 18, but. It was like I mean, vodka and Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> it was just oj yeah we were actually so my first time drinking we were we had uh a bottle of vodka and a bottle of orange juice and we were passing it around and we were waterfalling 
after each other. Like, <laughs> Your first yeah. time. First time drinking. <laughs> yeah. Deconstructed. Yeah, you were shit housed. <laughs> yeah, you were oh, done. I was, dude, I was rounded. I had one of the worst hangovers of my life my first time drinking because I didn't understand <laughs> that you got to stop at one point. Like, yeah. Nah. That's what they should teach in high school is how to drink, man. Like, <laughs> well, we could teach that course. Yeah, we definitely could. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. You All right. Not English, but you I got, got an A plus in mixology. There we go. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Chris? Did West Georgia, 04. I know uh, y'all usually only go till ten, right? Yep. yep. Yeah, yeah. Like we didn't get on it, um, but something's heavy on my heart as far as um, we haven't talked about it yet, and it's healthcare. There you go. Okay. Um, healthcare with me, I'm an operations manager for a ambulance service hmm. provides interfacility transports. And we also run 911 and provide that for, um, a lot of the rural areas. Um, and why it's not more publicized or whatever, you know, um, in, elections or a train of thought or something that's spoken on more often mm -hmm. um, is definitely a disgrace in my opinion, because we have hospitals that are shutting down mm. in Georgia because they can't, um, they're losing millions of dollars a year, uh, a year. Mm -hmm. uh, Grady and Georgia is the largest trauma system in Georgia. It's, it's still going but it's hurting. Um, the second largest was AMC and they shut their doors. Yeah. Yep. Um, with us, we are short 40, probably 42,000 paramedics and EMTs in the state of Georgia. Mm -hmm. People aren't getting to 911 calls within a reasonable amount of time because they're spread too short. Yep. Mm. Um, EMT and paramedic schools have shut down over half, like Jeez. over the last five years. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because now you can go work at a Chick-fil-A and make within $3 an hour of what your paramedics are making, providing these services and the reason that's a problem is because unlike Chick-fil-A, they can just raise your price of a combo meal from $6 to $9. Mm -hmm. But EMS services can't raise their price. They can raise their price. They can charge you whatever they want to charge you. Medicare and Medicaid is only going to pay what they're going to pay. Mm -hmm. mm, okay, right. And so you're not, you can't pay employees more money like everyone else to come provide this service because the so it's kind of hamstrung hasn't mandated the price uh, to Medicare to supplement or pay more money for transports. You're topped okay. out. Like they know how much they can charge and that's it. And so right. you're in a shitty situation. You can't. It's like the VA. You can't mm. fire bad employees because you need employees to run these calls. You can't get quality employees in because inflation requires you to pay people more money. But we can't pay people more money because the state hasn't mandated that Medicare pays more money. Okay. <clears throat> so you're, you're stuck. 
the entire healthcare system and and shit. To be honest mm-hmm. with you, yeah, yeah, and, it's, and, and why it's not getting more mm. attention? I mean, I know that Libertarian Party of Georgia has been trying to shed some light on this and bring this some of this to the forefront. Um, with uh, we're trying to fight the certificate of need laws. Um, here in the state of Georgia, um, we've that's what Brian just threw up right there. Yeah, yeah, and I had I've I've had Martin Cowan on who who ran for attorney general uh, this past election, um, and that's like his one of his big projects is trying to repeal the certificate of need laws here in the state of Georgia, which severely hamstrings areas, especially area areas of low population, mm-hmm. um, because basically what happens is with these with these laws that they implement. They have to, the the government has to approve whether or not your county or local facility or town is allowed to have certain medical um, facilities. And so the half the time, the people deciding whether or not your town gets those medical facilities are on the board or advisors to the board of many of these giant hospitals who would lose money if your town was allowed oh, perfect. to have a medical facility. And so um, these are, it's just one of the many, many problems with certificate of need laws. And so- And one of the many conflict of interest type problems massive that we see. conflict yeah. of interest. Yeah, massive. So like you can't just, if if you, this, this is an example Martin Cowan presented in the Free Georgia podcast, which was um, like, if, if you wanted an MRI machine in your town, you would have to ask- <clears throat> the government, whether or not that town needed an MRI machine and they would do research mm-hmm. which would tell them now y'all don't, y'all don't need one. There aren't enough people there. It wouldn't do, you know, it wouldn't benefit the most amount of people. All that And the people that decide that the people that are in some that, way affiliated with hospitals in, the, in more Metro surrounding areas that could potentially gain from you not having it. Like, correct. Okay. And That's so that, and the, this is just one facet of, of, of the whole like medical disaster that <clears throat> the United States. <laughs> so I'm curious about Chris, like what would be something that you would uh, consider as like a, a step in the right direction and how to resolve this? I mean, we're, we're giving money to Ukraine where we're printing out all the money that you guys were talking about that I'm not in the note, like I don't listen to political radio. I, you know, I told you that from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right. I I don't know why we can't take care of people here. Like one thing we all need is health care. Yeah. And, Especially emergency health care. And so yeah, why yeah. isn't though our tax dollars going to support our trauma hospitals or the school system <clears throat> bring up paramedics that provide life saving care? For everyone, why is it our 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 fault and and everything going everywhere else rather than what's going on right here? I mean, dude, mm-hmm. like we shut down major trauma hospitals in the state of the Georgia, in the Metro Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Everyone is overdone. Like Grady is like they're lined out the door. We're getting in there. There's no way to provide actual uh, quality health care for people anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and that transcends yeah, just emergency services. You know, AMC, Atlanta, Atlanta Medical Center, that was one of two facilities in the state that would do VBAC for labor and delivery. 
vaginal birth after cesarean section. Uh, so now if you've had a C-section and you go to a hospital to have a baby, you have another C-section unless you go to Savannah. Jeez. Uh, they won't do. There were two hospitals in the whole state. Wow. At least when I had, when I had my son seven years ago, uh, that was, yeah, there, there were two in the whole state that would do that. And, and AMC was the only one around Atlanta that would actually have water births. Mm-hmm. That's uh, crazy. Yeah. Zane. Yeah. Hospitals for births yes. are not usually great, but. So like the, the U S as a whole spends like 18% of our entire GDP on healthcare. And when we think about, you know, where is all that money going? Because it sure seems like it's not accomplishing very much. You know, the prime culprit in this is Medicare because the way the Medicare reimbursements work yep. is that it reimburses uh, for a lot of operations that people don't need. It uh, reimburses for a lot of operations that haven't even been proven to actually work. It gets, it, there's so much fraud. It's estimated that between one third and one half of all expenditures on, on, on medicine in the U.S. is, you know, for treatments that weren't necessary or were completely fraudulent. So, you know, doctors take Medicare for, you know, billing services that they didn't even provide or they'll do one and then bill for 10. You can actually see when Medicare changes its reimbursement rates for a certain procedure, you'll see a spike in the amount of reimbursements for that procedure because doctors know, oh, let all start doing this one a lot more because now yeah. I get this much yeah. more money for it. So it's well, a dude. lot of money that's being spent on dumb stuff that's apparently causing not enough, uh, causing people to not be able to spend enough of their own money on what they actually do need. Dude, a friend of mine has like legit a deviated septum. He knows it. And he went to the doctor to say, hey, how much would the surgery cost to get this fixed? And they straight up said, well, we need a sleep study. Oh, geez. And he goes, I don't need a sleep study. I sleep fine. I wanted to fix my deviated septum. They said, no, we have to have a sleep study. And we're DOT regulated. And like, once you go on, like, if you do a sleep study, you go on medical as a sleep study patient and they go, oh, well, then now you're flagged DOT. Right. And he refused it. And it's just this, the same shit you're talking about. Like, they just, like, put you through all these freaking, like, just, like, boundaries of, like, you don't even need. It's yeah. crazy to that make you money. Can... And when you yeah. know what you need, like, the dude has, yep. he's, he fought his whole life. Like, you know, he's a rowdy boy. He has nose broke his whole life. Yeah. <laughs> just fix my nose, bro. But if you want to just go get a plastic surgery cosmetic nose job, you can be like, cut my Bam. nose, bro, and like they'll just do it. It's crazy. Or just like, be like, I just want to be a girl. Fix my nose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Slim my nose and cut off my dick, and they'll be like, hurt, son. Like, you ain't going to say like, that. Yeah. Like, I want to keep the dick, dude. But yeah. I, uh, I guess, I guess, I'm what, a girl. what I want to say is that. We're, we kind of got into hospital situations, but as yeah. far as EMS, um, if something doesn't change soon, there's not going to be anyone to come when you call 911. Yeah, that's the truth. So the whole the whole libertarian mantra of uh, Superman is not coming. Well, is, they'll, they'll uh, come. More true than we want it to be. <laughs> no, they'll come. But they won't know what to do. You'll You'll have like kids that be like oh we can right. give you cpr it'll That's be like an it. idiocracy 
ambulance. Yeah, there you like, go. So yeah. like, like uh, was it United Airlines says that you know they're only going to hire minority pilots right. for a certain amount of time. It's like, well, are they trained? Holy crap! Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't care what they look like. Can they fly the plane? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, Chris, and I'm sure you would know this better than me, but from what I've heard, the ambulance industry is hyper-regulated too. Where if you want to provide, you know, ambulance services or even something that's not for emergencies, where I heard somebody, I think he was in like Rhode Island or somewhere in in north in the northeast, but he was saying how like some people don't really need a ride in an ambulance; they just need a ride to the hospital for a non-emergency <clears throat> service. And the state's like, no, you can't do that. That you have to transport them in an ambulance at the emergency rate. Well, that's part of it. But also, too, it does, especially in the metro Atlanta area, we have, I used to run 911 in DeKalb County on an ambulance. And I can't tell you how many times that we've had people take advantage of ambulances. And it's a shitty situation to where they would call and I would. Um, like an Uber ride. I'd respond to Walgreens, <laughs> and I as a, this is an actual call. I respond to a Walgreens, and there's a guy standing outside, and I'm like, "Hey, what, what's going on, man?" And he's like, "Oh, I think I took too many Tylenol." And I'm going, "Well, how many is too many?" And he goes, "Well, you tell me how many is too many." And you're like, "No, I need to know how many you have." Like, how many Tylenol did you take? Yeah. Uh, six. And I'm like, "You're good." Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I need to go to the hospital. And I can't, by law, tell him, no, you don't need to go to the hospital. Because right. if something happens to him, right, then I'm getting sued. Right, right, right. So we put him in the ambulance, and we take him to the hospital, and we get there. And I'm filling out the paperwork, talking to the nurse, turning him over. They put him in the room. And before I can even fill out my paperwork, he is walking down the street. Oh, and he used the ambulance Brent said as an Uber yep. to get closer to where he needed to go. Uh-huh. Damn. And with, and with the low the low wage they're paying paramedics, the way they're shutting down paramedic schools because they're not paying a livable wage. You want to talk about livable wage, you want to make $14, $15 working at Chick-fil-A, but you want to pay a paramedic with 17 years experience $17 to do yeah. that hour. You're going to lose it. And and everybody's getting caught up on these calls when people are actually dying. So did this guy not get like charged? No. No. For the ride? No. I've, I've, I've got other friends that are paramedics too. And that's uh, so like saline, uh, you know, when that, when they got crackheads that, that hit them up for just a ride to the hospital that, you know, by law, they have to provide that service. Mm. Um, so it's, you know, normal saline, but they, they would give it, you know, different names. Hey man, you high right now? Oh, well, not anymore, man. You've been had some trouble finding some stuff. Hey man, have you heard of normazoline? No. Oh, dude, normazoline, man. It'll, it'll really lay you down. And then they hook him up, give him the, give him a bag and say, Oh man, I feel it. Oh man. And they start acting all high. It's normal saline. Two hours, two minutes. <laughs> Is it like a placebo effect or something? Or? Yeah. But that's, yeah. They think that the ambulance is just oh, their, no. their drug delivery service. It's, it's their, uh, their drug dealer Instacart. <laughs> yeah, man. I, man, I don't, I don't really have a, there, I don't think there's any immediate solution to, to the problem that you're talking about, Chris. That's like, complicated. I, yeah. Because I think it's been probably the, 
what's been happening is it's been happening gradually over time is and it's finally gotten to this point and it's probably not it's probably going to get worse before it gets better on a cultural note what's fucking wrong with people though that i would never have thought to use an ambulance like a fucking uber like it wouldn't have even ever occurred to me honestly that kind of relates back to what we're talking about earlier about medicaid welfare and food stamps yeah yep I mean, it's yeah. correlated exactly the same. They don't in mentality eat. anyway. It's the entitlement mentality. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 100%. I never would have thought. I mean, I didn't even realize. I'm glad you said that, Chris, because I I never even would have known. Yeah, that you, was got, an you issue guys should be able to red flag people that you know if, after they do that to you, let's say twice. I don't care if you're actually having a heart attack. Screw you. But you got something. <laughs> we need the the cried wolf law or something where you can <laughs> refuse someone on the third time or doing the same <laughs> bullshit. Like, yeah, that, well, that, yeah. Just let an important politician bleed out while someone's yeah, yeah, yeah. crying wolf. Yeah, so, hey, it, where was that ambulance, you know, right. when when this That's politician was saying, let these politicians have our Medicare. Yeah. Yeah. So the quick, easy like response for me would be let's place some more money in the state into where we can um, raise the reimbursement amount for ambulance services so they can uh, pay their employees more money. Well, my 911 fee comes from my cable bill and my cell phone. You know, so if you're running 911 calls, and, and I'm and that's pennies on the dollar. I mean, that, and and that's stuff that I don't even call that a tax. That's a usage fee, man. You know, if I got to pay the fire department a few hundred dollars or a couple thousand dollars a year to put my house out if it's on fire i'm willingly paying that i'm not even, i'm not even going to argue with that like that's one <laughs> that's one service i hope to god i never use what's well, a utility the school system yeah exactly rather than the school system of if i don't even have kids why am i paying into this you know but mm-hmm. that's that's the difference in a fee and a tax because a fee again is voluntary and a tax is compulsory it's coming out it's coming out of my paycheck before it hits my bank account so you know the nine one one stuff. I, I mean, that's that, that's one of those things. Like, hey guys, if you really want to get to a charity where it benefits the end user, I mean, so Susan G. Komen, uh, I think it's less than ten percent actually goes to breast cancer research. Just a heads up on that. Salvation Army, I think it's like ninety percent. They're they're one of the better ones. Um, what's one of the ones for veterans? Uh, Wounded Warriors, Total Grift. Uh, I think they give maybe twenty percent. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, what's the you know the, the guy with U two uh, Bono you know his one organization you know it's called or your favorite one because he one percent to to charity that dude keeps ninety nine percent of that crap yeah so uh, you know it's one of those things look into the charities look into the breakdowns of of how it's how <clears> they you know give out the money that they take in who's really more responsible with it and that's one of those things hey your local EMS service uh, you know whether or not you want to actually write them a check hey go bring them some pizza. Please, God, because these guys, like Chris is saying, these guys need some help. They're down in the dumps, man. Uh, they're overworked. They're underpaid, and we need them dearly. Dude, they're making right out of what you'd make at working at fast food, and you're expecting them to go to college or go to school to do this? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to know why we can't get quality people into the field or why we can't get uh, enough people to provide the service that's needed for these places? And mm-hmm. I guess my whole point of this conversation with us being on this show is why isn't it like I'm a, I like Governor Kemp. I think he's done a great job. And that's just me not getting into that tonight. But why in that part of the conversation? 
Why aren't they saying we need to take a portion of this fund that we gave back to everybody in the state of Georgia to pro to provide it to the ambulance services so they can, or not even that, man, just pay, like raise the Medicare allowables back a little bit. <clears throat> like the, what they're going to pay, right? Medicare is only going to pay this much, right? Well, you can only do so much with inflation. That's what I was just going to bring back up is the inflation. And shouldn't we make it like, instead of a fixed numerical value of what they'll pay, like, shouldn't it be like more of like relative to like a market rate or something, something to allow it to reflect more of like what's going on in current times, especially when inflation is just, just, I mean, this is crazy right now. But this is the problem whenever you have any sort of price control, if they've set the price control too low, what always happens when you do that, you have a shortage. But obviously, you're not allowed to provide it for, you know, anything higher than that price, um, or not at least not if you, not if you want more than half of the people that are probably using your service to use it, because they're they've all been funneled into Medicare instead of an, an arrangement where they would be paying for it themselves. <coughs> so, yeah, exactly. And obviously, you know, as libertarians, we're not going to advocate to raise the Medicare tax. That's not what we're going to do. Uh, but there, there is a fair and equitable solution, and it involves tapering the government's involvement in this situation. Yes, way down. Does this bring up the concept uh, to open, up, open it up to the free market? Why can't local hospitals post their rates online? There's right. laws preventing this. Why? Uh, yeah. It would, just, it would make sense, right? Like, wouldn't you want to advertise? Like, hey, well, well, I'm the that. cheapest prosthetic leg in the state, or hey, I'm the cheapest colonoscopy in the state. Right. And plus so that, you, you would you want post your rates if you have insurance, and then if you don't have insurance, post those right. rates too. There you mm. go. Well, well, they can't do that because I've been through that before too. Because I've been in a yeah. situation in recent years where I had, and then all of a sudden didn't have insurance, and uh, mm. it's a four hundred percent disparity. I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like we go in for you know simple procedure, yep, and it's like okay, it's cash only. Okay. 300 bucks and then they find out because then they run your social security number somehow that I didn't even give them. And then they're like, they call me back and they say, Hey, we figured out you actually do have insurance. Yeah. But I wanted to run cash price on this one because <laughs> uh, you know, my deductibles crap and I'm out of pocket anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then they were like, well, you know, we ran it through your insurance and then out of pocket, it would have been like 320 bucks. And then they're <clears> trying <throat> to get for 1300 because I have insurance. Yeah. Damn. What does that mean? What? Why exactly. that well, I called them up and I'm like, Hey, um, I'm calling the Obama gas price gouging hotline here <laughs> and I'm reporting you guys. Obama's coming after you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th there is a massive problem with the insurance industry. Um, it is. like we can't, we can't, we're, we're not getting into this tonight. Um, no, no, it's about over, but man, <laughs> Rogan, Rogan had a couple people on towards the end of last year on his show that really talked about um, the insurance issue um, here in the United States and like went very much behind the scenes, like gave you all the info that you would need to understand what is happening. Um, and it's, it's, it's a racket, man. Like it, it's made healthcare extremely unaffordable um, to basically everybody in the United States. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's issues with it with uh, homeowners insurance as well and things like that. But. Oh, I'm sure there is, but uh, yeah. What? You know, what's that? Home, like with homeowners insurance and insurance, like as far as healthcare involves. Yes, well, so there, I'm there just was saying. a story in Atlanta recently where uh, Atlanta Piedmont put a lien. So uh, this 
there was a kid and I say kid, he was like 17, 18. He was old enough to be the heir to the estate legally. His mom got raped and subsequently died. And they were in a parking garage when they were attacked. So his life-saving care at Atlanta Piedmont totaled something like $600,000. They put a lien on her estate. This boy came to sell his mama's house. Like the hospital just straight up like, sorry about your mama. We're taking your house. Damn. That's called eminent domain by like private equity. Uh, Something. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, y'all, sorry, but we got to end on that terrible note. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> Thanks, um, Stephen. Chris, Chris, Brent, I really appreciate y'all yeah, dude. coming in for this episode. I, I hope it was worth it for y'all. Um, no, dude, I had fun, man. Hope y'all enjoyed us here. Have yeah, fun. man. Absolutely. Chris, um, Brent, yeah, y'all were great. Fantastic. Uh, Stephen, thanks for bringing them on. Alden, sure. Zane, had a great time. As Zane, freaking genius, you <laughs> asshole. <laughs> genius asshole. Yeah. God. Hey, on right now, stick around till after the credits because uh, we'll chat for a second after we after we get off here. But um, for everybody else to watch, yeah, go. Uh, next, next time, if y'all ever invite me back on, let's do some Georgia trivia so I can win. <laughs> Deal. I'll tailor. Hey, do, do you, do you see the banner in the background here? <laughs> I know. Ooh. I know. <laughs> oh, hey, yeah. we can do it. We can do it after everybody gets off. Me, just me and you, bro. Saints, they are. All right, y'all. Well, anybody who's still out there watching, listening, thank y'all so much for tuning in. Make sure to go watch the free Georgia podcast, especially this past week's episode, but this coming week, um, every Monday night at 8 p.m., and come back for Liberty Libations every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Um, yeah, thank y'all for watching. We'll see you next week. Peace. Uh, cheers.